last week on a very special episode of the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Does anything work around here? Do you know how I am? It's like Whitney. It's like I am constantly waiting for something. I, I can't perform under these circumstances. Production's hard work, Brent. Come on. I, I know. Speaking of production, where are those promo pictures for the show I asked for? Do you know how hard that was to put together? Do you know how long it took me to get Chris Pine and William Shatner in the same state, let alone the same room with our t-shirts on? Do you, do you know how hard that was? Where are those at? Sh- Shatner ripped his and Pine kept his and walked out with it. Yeah. Oh. You, you can't... You can't get anything. Whitney, where is my protein shake? Where is my smoothie, Whitney? I asked for a smoothie before I sat down to record these spots that are obviously wrong. Where is my smoothie? Well, Brent, I hate to tell you, but uh, the smoothie is something you're going to have to get for yourself, buddy, because uh, I'm out of here. See ya. Bye. Done. As in fini. As in notebook slam that I don't have. Whoa. Notebook slam. See you, buddy. Bye. Man, I miss Whitney. I don't know if we can do the show without Whitney and all these freaking birds. Nick, Nick Baldridge and his freaking birds. All I've got left are these freaking birds. Hey, what's that? Whit- Whitney? Whitney? Hey, Brent. What's up? Hey, buddy. What's going on? It's good to see you. What is, what is that? That looks like a... Is that, is that a smoothie? Oh, yeah, dude. I just... Uh, I, you know, I was in the neighborhood, and I, honestly, I started to take pity for you because you just sounded like really sad and lonely, so I figured I'd just stop and get a smoothie and, you know, I'm roll on over at the house and see what's going on. I'm not lonely that, because I'm surrounded with yeah, these yeah, freaking birds. Brent, get those birds out of here. I've, I've been trying. Nick keeps sending me birds. That what flavor is that? You seem to really like that. Oh, Brent, it's a brand new flavor, man. I, I stopped by the smoothie store and uh, asked them what was new, and they said you really got to try this. And dude, it's called Revenge Berry Jam. Oh, is and it? It's awesome. And uh, let me tell you, it's a smoothie best served cold. I will say that. I really enjoy it. <laughs> I'm glad you. <laughs> it seems nice. Did it, you? Yeah, yeah. It you, is, you didn't it get is. me one, did it's, you? No, no. That's the whole purpose, Brent. It's, oh, watch out! Look, ah, 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 ah. I got it. Remember, best served cold. I got you something, Whitney. I what's, was hoping that, you'd buddy? come back just in case. Yeah, what's that, buddy? Reach over there under the high speed. You see that basket? I got you a gift basket. Oh, sweet! Really? A gift yeah, basket? Yeah. Go ahead. Just okay. go on. ahead. I got it. Hang on. Are you getting it? Throughout my back. All right, I go got ahead, it. Go ahead and just open it. You know what? That's an that's an Omaha steak gift basket, Whitney. Really? Just for you, right from Omaha Steaks. <laughs> Excuse me. Smoothie, uh, smoothie just takes oh, a little while to get the go entire down the wrong thing way, down. Whitney. Well, it leaves such a lingering aftertaste, is what it does. But you know what? I'll get over it, Brent. Are you gonna get over that, it? That's okay. <laughs> oh, sweet! Look at what we got. We got two of the arcade classics. Cubert and Centipede. Look at these things. Those are for you, Whitney. Oh, Brent, you're the best. Did you? I did, feel kind of bad because I didn't get you a smoothie, but I don't really feel that bad. But you know something? This takes it over the top. Let's did, see. Ah, oh, this is awesome. Did you? Did you see the? Listen, Centipede. 
Oh, neat. Did you, it, it's weird. Did it's you see the bottle, Whitney? Uh, the bottle? Oh, yeah. Ooh. That's not a bottle of wine. Be very oh. careful. Okay, here. I got it here. I got to get that out. Hang, hang tight for one second. I'll be right with you. That is... I got that just for you, Whitney. I had to get that from France. It's made by a little man in France that... His life is spent building models in bottles, and that is a replica of the Starship Enterprise built in a bottle. I from, love it. I love it. It's a bottle of Chateaubriand from 1945. <laughs> Be careful how you say that. <laughs> and it was very difficult to get the bottle, let alone to build the Enterprise in the bottle. Yeah, I'm sure that took a lot that, of string pulling to make it, that happen. It did, Whitney. It, well... I can't talk about what I had to do to get that. Let's just say there's not enough hot water to wash away the sorrow. But I <laughs> to got wash it. away the shame, exactly. The shame, yes, yes. Whitney. Yeah, it, it's all good. This is from the Enterprise series, Whitney, and it's uh, awesome, dude. That, I can't believe the attention to detail. Oh, it's unbelievable. This, yeah. this this one just for you, Whitney. This one is thank the, you, Brent. This one is the Jean Luc Picard because. If you get down and you look just right, right through the bottle of Chateaubriand, right past the edge of the label. You see the Jeffrey's tube? You see the Jeffrey's tube, yes, yeah. Whitney. Yeah, yeah. I thought you might like that. The other option was the Riker, which was the... <laughs> no, no, no. That was the, nobody likes that. That was the bridge That's of the... That's just there because it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. It was the bridge of the Enterprise, Whitney, and it was 18 poses of uh, Commander <laughs> Riker with his foot on various things. Yeah. But and various people. People's kn- shoulders, everything. I knew yeah. you would want the Picard. Oh, I do. I love it, And man. the games. Yeah. And the... And the Omaha steaks. Thank you, sir. I, I'll go home and I'll I'll cook the steaks tonight. I'll play my flute. And I'll finish my smoothie. It, I mean, it'll be on. It'll be on like Donkey Kong, dude. It's are, awesome. Are we on for fifty-one, Whitney? Brent, let's do number fifty-one. Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Brent, rumor has it that we're here to do something called episode number 51. And rumor would be correct, Rumor Whitney. would be correct. After last month's mammoth episode number 50, dude, we are back at it again. I don't know that we're going to have quite the, um, <clears throat> well, as we get into the feedback, and, and Brent, let me tell you, the feedback on episode number 50 is not only is it hilarious, and it's great, and it's a lot of it, but everybody was teasing us for our quote-unquote show size, Brent. So <laughs> I don't think we're going to hit that, uh, I don't think we're going to hit that mark again uh, this month, but hey, you know what? We've we've got lofty aspirations. We'll see what we can get to. How about that? I think that? the feedback, just looking at what we've got I hear the feedback it'll probably be a show into itself it's pretty epic and the funny thing about the feedback is that as you know it's rolling what was on facebook was good what was on twitter was priceless okay and i'm sitting here as we all know i'm not a twit no no it's it's (laughs) all good and i am i'm I'm, I'm times two for both of us so it it works out you know you take 50 cents and nothing and you combine them and you still have half a buck so the thing about it is is that um it's. I mean, I, it was the source of no end. It, it was a source of no end of entertainment for me. So it just went on and on and on, and I laughed and laughed and laughed, and it was good stuff. So I, you know, I need was, to look at. Great. And I, the, we'll probably get feedback on this. I need to look at twi- the Twitter client for Android and see if there's a way to get notifications for. 
tweets to another account. There, you know what? There, man. There, because that's where I kind of fall short. The way Twitter works, the way Facebook works. This is some behind the scenes right yeah. here to yeah. start the show. The page makes it easy because yeah. we're both there. Yeah. We're both admins, and we both get notifications. But on yeah. the Twitter side, it's not that way. No, and you know something? What I what I need to look at is, uh, and I believe this. I believe this can be done, but I've spent like zero cycles to this. I think we could set up. Twitter to the point to where we could both sign into the same account, and, oh, okay. and I, I think we just have to. I think I have to turn on like multi-factor authentication, and and that way we could both get into it. But I, I, anyway, I, I'm, I just not sure. look, I'm not I just sure. I'm not sure I can communicate it. anything in 100. Was it 140 characters? Let me tell you, it, that hurts. It, it, it's been an exercise for me because, man, I have to. Uh, I have to take my my southern drawl in my colloquialisms, and I have to shorten it down to uh, using leet speak. And let me tell you, I, I'm I'm not leet. So it, it's it's hard on a guy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, so spell though like T H O and just <laughs> abominations like that. I can't stand it, but it is what it is. All right, so Twitter talk aside. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's get on with the show. And let's get on with the show. And speaking of shows, there's what? one coming up. With yeah, me. and you know something, the Louisville Arcade Expo. At the time that we're recording this, Brent, we're what two and a half weeks out? Maybe no, actually, we're th- less. If you look two, at the counter, two weeks out. Two weeks if out. If you look at the counter on their page, I think today it says 13 days. Ah, okay. So we're under two weeks. Jeez, jeez, OP man. I got to get stuff going, but um, it's going to be a fun expo. I mean, we're not we're not really quote unquote doing as much. I think this this year from a content generation standpoint, I and mean, we'll have our table, our booth will be it will be what live streaming twice. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna live stream both Friday and Saturday night, starting yeah. at seven. So. Yeah, and that's going to be on mixlr.com slash broken token, our our mixlr page. But what's interesting is the guests that they're having this year. I'm looking forward to this year, Brent, especially because for me, I'm going to be running the video camera and making sure we get audio of everything, but then I'm going to be enjoying the guests. I'm going to sit there just like a participant of the show. You're going to have to earn your keep a little bit. But yeah, because actually, I'm going to be on stage for some point. Yeah. And, yeah, and th- I will be not great. have one of those like fruit hat things on this time. <sighs> Man, you're missing the boat. No, I know. You're missing I know. the boat. I, I mean, I always double stack mine with pineapple because it is the fruit of kings, but nonetheless, <laughs> in uh, you know, it's it's just it's great because you can throw it at people if they have yeah, exactly. you too much. Yes, you just reach yeah. up off the top of the hat and go and then get a pineapple and whoosh, wing it. But it works out. So the the guest lineup is spectacular this yeah. year. It's good every year, but this year it it's it's a it's a little different mix. There's some pinball, there's some video, uh, and there's some console. I'm looking forward to that too because I, I've been a little uh, a little reinvigorated on the console side here as of late, and I'll talk about it in my updates. But uh, but yeah, so run, run through the roster, Brent, and then tell us what tell us what you're doing for free, and then uh, and then we'll, we'll get into the uh, get into the nuts and bolts on. Okay, it. so yeah. look, I'll jump in right with the uh, the segment or not the segment the uh, panel discussion that I'm involved in. Yeah, and that's with uh, Jimmy Litzy. So we, everyone that's listened to the show has heard us talk about the Litzy family. Yeah, sweet uh, Jimmy. Yeah, he's, he's a good Good dude. His uh, his daughter Christy, that's uh, the 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 voice of the Broken Token podcast. She does our intro and our outro credits, and she's generally with us every year when it comes to Little Arcade Expo and and in st- the streaming session. She'll come in and she'll set with us as we broadcast. So this year, Jimmy is going to have a discussion on basically what it was to be the life of an operator. So we've threatened to have Jimmy on the show a million times and unfortunately time has just not worked out where we can get us kind of all together 
we're going to get a little taste of that here. So Jimmy's going to have an hour panel discussion. At least that's what it's scheduled for. We'll see what happens. And we're just going to talk about what it was really like in the day on the other side of the coin door. We're going to get, you know, some stories. We're going to get just, just an idea of the size of the industry from somebody who was there and who lived it. Okay, that, that sounds great. I'm looking forward to that because Jimmy is Jimmy's a bit larger than life. You know, if I think about his personality, he reminds me of the skipper on Gilligan's Island. Yes, <laughs> just a, just a, just, a, just a tad. You know, he's just a tad bit salty, but but man, he is hilarious because he's so full of energy and he has so much to talk about. He's so and enthusiastic. He's yeah. very enthusiastic, and you know what Jimmy does? Jimmy talks with his hands just like I do, and that's the reason why I like Jimmy so much because. <laughs> We sit here and we go like this. Nobody and of course that, nobody Whitney. can see this. Yeah. But you know, but we go like you this. You look like the robot from Lost in Space. That's Whitney. it. Yeah, yeah. A very short, stubby version of that. But nonetheless, uh yeah, it's it's hilarious. And Jimmy's Jimmy is salt of the earth. He's a solid guy and he's got really good stories. So it, it's gonna be fun. So once you hit the next guest, because you know him a little better than I do. Yeah, so the next guest is uh Mike Mills. And Mike is it Mike is local to us here here in the Louisville area. He actually lives uh lives a bit outside he's he's one of the rural uh i guess uh people in in the hobby much like myself and mike is hosting a session on general general arcade uh, slash pinball game repair and what uh what make what makes mike unique is that he's been at this for quite a while and he's also contributed uh to some of the cpr the the classic playfield reproductions uh, uh artwork submissions as well and has worked on uh reproduction play fields and mike has just been long known in the pinball community as a very solid and capable tech uh, an arcade side as well and uh and, and mike's mike's a good guy he'll i know he'll do the topic justice it'll be great to it'll be great to see somebody somebody up on stage who who has been doing this for years and has a, a good back catalog of technology and restoration knowledge and i'm sure i'm sure it'll be fun to see what he brings to the you know what he brings to the expo and and i will say we're we're going to video every single one of these segments and or every single one of these panel discussions and uh, and get the audio for them as well. So if if you can't make it to the Louisville Arcade Expo, we'll, we'll make sure that in due time. Um, I, I'm not sure what due time will be because of uh, what we're doing, what I'm doing with the Skyskipper project and everything like that. And I'll get into that. But in due time, everything will make it up to the YouTube channel and will certainly be on on the podcast and audio format too. We're gonna have some massive dump to YouTube at some point in time because we have yeah. got a lot of the. Pro- Proverbial digital footage lying oh, around. Oh man, and you know something, Brent? I have got so much back catalog of stuff to put up on YouTube, and it becomes a function of of time in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really, really does. And uh, because I've got a couple, well, of course, Skyskipper's going on, and that's kind of set off to the side. But I'll get to it in my updates because okay, there's cool. some other things I've been working on too. And it's just like, man, I almost wish I, <laughs> almost wish I could take like a week off work and just catch myself up on all this stuff. And that's almost what it feels. <laughs> Like you know, honestly, I, I, uh, as an aside, I have been considering doing that just to get stuff, just things that I need to get done. Yeah, caught up. yes, Ugh. yes, yes. And and I, I mean, I'm almost to the point. I don't know where how people with that. real lives do this. I I don't know either. I, I, I don't. You've got a real life. I don't do any. I just sit down. 
sit around here and just, you know, work on smoothie recipes. Yeah, smoothie recipes. Well, Brent, that's, uh, you know what, Brent? That's what I like to call, that's part of the solution, Brent, not part of the problem. <laughs> you know, so you just keep on working on those smoothies, buddy. So we got three more guests that have been announced for Louisville Arcade Expo. Yeah. I don't know if there's any any additional that are in the works. So uh, Jimmy and Mike, they're, they're locals. Yes. And the rest of the folks looks like we're bringing in, or we, they're bringing in from out of town and some <laughs> yeah. big names as I, I well. I look around my shoulder as we. It's like, yeah, who's we? Who's we? Yeah. yeah. Your French is good, but who's we? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, funny story. Um, since we have some, we as in you and I have some involvement with the show. Yeah. And why they let us in there, I don't know. Uh, it's Our luck is about out. I mean, I'm, su- of that, you know, I'm, I'm sure. really surprised that they don't tell us that it's at another location. So we show up across town. <laughs> Either that or they give us two folding chairs in a hallway. And yeah. they say, glad for you guys to be here. Thank What's you. What's that sound? It's yeah. the toilet flushing. Why yeah. are we in the bathroom? Oh, that's right. That's Brent yeah. and Whitney. Yeah. They, they just, they sit, they stare at a wall and talk. That's what they did. <laughs> this, year, this year, the podcast was awful echoey. It was like they were in a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I get questions from folks, I guess, because we're involved quite a, quite a bit. I get questions from folks as if I'm in the know, as if I'm an org. Have you had that happen to you, Whitney? Yes. And you know something? Um, I, of course, I politely I, defer I, to I, yeah, Jeremy, I, Matt, and I Joe. Have, I have to. And it's funny. I actually uh, had a text exchange with one of the listeners of the show. Uh, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep that you know off off record. But he, he knows who he is. Great, 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 great friend of the show in personal as well. And he was like, hey, Whitney, can 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 we do this and do that? You think I'm coming into town for Louisville Arcade Expo? And I'm like, um, I don't know, but I'll ask him. And you know what? Fortunately, though, we got it all sorted out. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's but it's kind of funny because it's I guess you kind of become synonymous with with the expo. But um, it's 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 all good, man. Wait, you just try to help out however you can. Do, That's you what hear you that, do. Jeremy, Matt, and Joe? You better not run this thing into the ground because then you'll be smirch, be smirch our good names. Yes, yes and by our I mean Whitney's and mine. <laughs> yeah, and then you'll be sitting in the hallway with us. Do I, yes. do, we don't have good names. No, 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 <laughs> no we don't. No, we just we so, just have a long show. That's what we have. Yes. The rest uh, of the guest lineup, we've got. Uh, wait, there I go again. Yeah. They have Jersey Jack coming in, and and uh, as far as That's I know, gonna he's going to have dialed in with him. It's he's going to bring some dialed in. It's going to be neat. Whitney and I got to play that at the Grand Ole Game Room Expo. Really, really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to playing it again. Hopefully, we can get a little bit more time on it. Um, I know that it, it it shows it's difficult because you're trying to hear the game amongst all the other games and it's just kind of difficult to really kind of get the feel for it so uh uh, hopefully we can get some time with it uh and and see you know even more get in get to it a little more see what it's really about yeah 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 uh dirty dirty donnie this is coming in this kind of took me by surprise uh quite honestly i did not expect I just didn't expect Dirty Donnie to, to show up in Louisville. And so, and so this is this is a nice surprise for me because, uh, I mean, me personally, I'm a big fan of his work. I love his style. Uh, it's it's, it's going to be very interesting just to listen to him talk and see what he decides to cover and what he decides to show. See, he's been on this flipping podcast a couple times, mm-hmm. and he's kind of made the comment that, you know, he would lo- he'd loves to do this kind of stuff. Okay. And he really and, – and I don't know if – the interviews on this flipping podcast facilitated this, and if they did, awesome. Yeah, he just he said, you know, he was he acted very very receptive. Okay. He's like, I would love to do any shows. Just reach out and just contact me. So maybe that's what happened here. Ah, well, good, good. Yeah. Well, and for folks that don't know, Dirty Donnie, he uh, uh, he's an artist, and he has done art for Metallica, yeah. the the band. Yeah, and that. 
tied him in with the pinball. So he he did the hand drawn art for uh, the Metallica Stern pinball, mm-hmm. for the Can Crusher pinball from Stern, yeah. and Aerosmith. The just announced Aerosmith. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So then, Whitney, do you want to take the last one? Yeah, you mentioned it, console stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the last one is going to be Terry Diebold and the uh, the SNES, the, the the Super Nintendo CD. And Brent, admittedly, I'm going to need to go back and do a bit more homework on on Terry. I mean, I, I know the premise of the CD and everything like that. It's more so, it's more so around. Uh, just getting some history on Terry and, and delving into what he's done uh, over the years, but I, I'm looking forward to that uh, to that panel discussion as well. And then we'll we'll certainly have it here on the show. So yeah, so we've got you know the Super Nintendo uh, the Super Nintendo CD, Dirty Donnie, Jersey Jack, and then Mike and Jimmy. I mean, when you look at it, that's that's five panel discussions, five videos, and at least five good hours of content. Uh, that, well, I don't know about the all, hour that I'm involved. In. Fair, Fair enough. We'll script four hours of good content and Brent, and then so what we'll do is we'll um, we'll pepper those throughout the next upcoming, you know, the, the next few upcoming shows, and uh, and you know, it's, it, it ought to be fun because there's a lot of variety in those topics as well. So I don't know that we'll get. I mean, Brent, it would be cool to score like a one on one with either Jersey Jack or Dirty Donnie from an interview perspective. Uh, may talk to Jeremy and Matt and see if they see if they would facilitate that. But even if we can't make that happen, just the the audio from the seminars is going to be great so yeah so don't forget to catch us uh live streaming and again oh here's the dates real quick it's going to be march 3rd 4th and 5th of course 2017 it's the ramada plaza hotel here in louisville kentucky friday uh, open at 2 2 p.m to midnight saturday 10 a.m to midnight and then sunday 10 a.m to 4 p.m okay uh whitney and i are going to be in and about all weekend Mm -hmm. the uh, right now jimmy's session is scheduled i haven't seen the schedule yet but i've talked a little bit between jimmy and uh the show organizers trying to get some times lined out looks like jimmy's scheduled for two on that saturday and uh, like i said the schedule's not out so i'm not sure how everybody else falls yeah and then the most important thing of all of course is that whitney and i We'll be live streaming. <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> show, just show up and that happens just because. I saw yeah. the look on Woody's yeah. face. He's like, where are you going with this? <laughs> so we're going to live stream 7 p.m. both Friday and Saturday night, the uh, 3rd and the 4th. We're going to start at 7, like I said, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern and run until about 9. Yeah. And yeah. if you're on the show floor, we'll do as we've done in the past. And actually, we've got an upgrade for this year. We'll have an amp out and a speaker, and you can walk up and actually listen to the show uh, right there at the booth. Yeah, and, and I think we are going to have to uh, kind of cap it at around the nine, the nine o'clock hour because I know there's going to be some other activities that are going on, but you know, band oh, okay. and stuff like that. So oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. so we'll we'll keep we'll keep it in that two two ish hour format. But uh, yeah, we're going to have an expanded mic uh, mic setup, and so we'll be able to get more people on and uh, for for the guests and the people that are going to be there. Phoebe it's, Smith has already threatened to, yeah. to show up. Yep, yep. I'm sure we'll probably talk to Jared Nebel. And, and Clint, you know, yeah, that'd, and Clint, that'd, that'd and, be fun. Yeah, yeah, whoever else walks by, we'll snag them. Yeah, it, it ought to be a lot of fun. So that, that's cool. Oh yeah, and we will be uh, we'll be selling uh, t-shirts at the show. So if you uh, are of the mindset and feel like supporting the show, grab a t-shirt and uh, throw the BT around uh, loud and proud. We'll do that. If you've seen some of the pictures that come into our Facebook. Our shirts have much more fun than we do. Yes, they do, and they they've it's gone amazing. far. They've gone far more places than we have. Oh that, yeah, that, they that have. Much is for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So sad. 
We should talk about this over a smoothie, Brent. Yeah, <laughs> it, it would make it would make you happier. It would. It yeah. would cheer me up. It'll cheer you up. It would cheer me up. So, dude, what's been going on this month? I mean, what what have you been working on? What what what's been? I guess what's been happening? All kinds of stuff. All right, and I, I have been working on games like absolute mad. Hmm. Okay, and I'm trying to get games ready for Louisville Arcade Expo. What are you taking? Just out of curiosity, what, what's your what's your trailer uh, trailer lineup looking like? The uh, cartoon theater's going again this year. Okay, that always seems to be a big hit with not only the kids but the adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get every year that it's there. I think this is this is going to be the third year. Yeah, I have people come yeah, up. Correct. Yes, it was. And it was. I remember setting in a booth exactly like that. And if you're from the area, uh, when I've talked about it on the show before, my feeling was as they were very common here in Louisville. At least they were in all the Kmart's here in this here in, in the Louisville area. So whatever operator had the Kmart's, they had a bunch of those booths. There's a lot of people that remember them, but you never see them. So that's going. I'm going to take both my Nintendo versus cabinets. Oh, okay, excellent. Because it just seems like you know you'll get a Donkey Kong. I know one year Jeff Waldron brought a. Did he bring a Fix It Felix? He did. Yes. Yeah. And That's then, the one that he and his daughter put together. Actually. Okay. Yeah. And then was it last year? There was the what's the Donkey? Is it Donkey Kong re, re, Imagine Re-mix. Remix? Donkey Kong Remix. There was a re, yeah. Donkey Kong Remix. Yeah, cab. and that was from one of the Hacks guys. Okay, one, one of the Hoosier, one of the Hoosier guys. So okay. one of the Indiana guys. So that was that was pretty neat. So you see a lot of the 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 more mainstream, like your Donkey Kong type. Nintendo games, but I don't recall seeing a lot of the Versus games. You know, your Excite Bikes, your Dr. Mario's, that kind of stuff. So I'm going to take yeah. both my Versus cabinets this okay. year. Okay, all right. Uh, the F-14 Tomcat. That what, what are you going to have in them? Not to interrupt you, but I'm going to interrupt you. So, so what are you going to put in them? I'm kind of curious because, hey, do, do you have a good inventory of what you have for the versus for, for, the, for the unis for the for the dual you know versus unisys yes, dual I system? Do. However, okay, I was curious what you were going to take and what you might what you might be short on because if there's anything you'd like to put in it, I've got a fairly good collection of versus stuff as well. So, um, yeah, whatever you may want. Well. I have been trying to decide right now. Both of them have a Mark Spath switcher kit in it. Oh, okay. So this, these are the these are the conversion uh-huh. versus cabinets. Yeah. This isn't the dual cabinet. Yeah. It's basically the grown up version of a red tent. Yeah. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. So they still use the same board. Mm-hmm. They just use half the board. Correct. If those are a red tent, and then the big double uh, dedicated versus cabinet. The, the offset cabinet. Yes. Yeah. They use a single board, and then there's a ROM set on. The right half and the left half. Correct, yeah. The Unisystem, the conversion kit that would go into a typical Nintendo cabinet, uses the same board. They just use one side, one, one bank. Side. That's right. And then Mark Spath offers a kit where you could populate both sides, and then it'll switch the control and video on a key combination. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, does, that work, does that work pretty well? Oh, yeah, it works great. Yeah, okay. Awesome. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to pull those boards out and just put in a single game. Uh-huh. And, you know, always a crowd favorite is like Mario Brothers and like Excite Bike. Yeah, yeah. Or if I'm going to leave the kits in them. And then I've got little labels on my bezels for like when I have parties that tell people how to switch the games. Mm-hmm. That it may just work out best so that I don't have to rip the labels off and remake the labels and all that just to leave the kits in there. Mm-hmm. So right now, one of them is Ice Climber and Excite Bike. And the yeah. other is Dr. Mario. Or let's see. I think I've got a mix, but the four games are Ice Climber and Excite Bike, Super Mario Brothers, and Dr. Mario. Yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. 
So I'm really I'm leaning toward just leaving them in there. That way I don't have to change anything. I can just put them right on right on the truck and just go. Yeah. Do you like it? Do you like ice climber? Do you think it's fine? I've not gotten into it. I, honestly, I've, I've I, had a hard time gelling with it myself. Honestly, I'm really next time I, in, in this this will be the next time mm-hmm. when the game is out. I'll probably change that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I'll go back yeah. through my inventory and see what else I've got, and I might put and, and put something else in mm-hmm. there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds honestly, good. whenever I start, whenever the party starts, mm-hmm. whenever the party starts, yeah, uh, that game is on the default side that comes up, and yeah. generally I wander over in the first few minutes and switch it. So. <laughs> switch it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> poor ice climber. Poor, poor ice climber. Nobody loves you. Nobody loves it. Um, what else is going? I've got a Strikers 1945, which is kind of like a modern. If the if there is such a thing as a modern, you know, arcade game, because it's probably 90s. Uh, it's a shoot 'em up. It's a vertical scroller, and it's got a it's a it's a vertically mounted 25 inch monitor. Okay. So it's like 1940. Um, what what's the was it 1941? I'm, yeah, I'm getting all my 1940s. And, yeah, 1941 and 1942 and 1943. Yeah. It's like a 1941, but on steroids. Oh, okay. But gotcha. it's not quite as nice as a 1945 Chateaubriand. I understood. Understood. Yeah. Well, very, very. Yeah, I knocked the bottom out of that before we started. Yes, so. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So that's going. I've got a Tetris. Not a Tetris. A Tetris clone. I got a Sega Columns. That's going to go. I've got a Area 51 that I actually I'm going to order a hard drive for and go ahead and upgrade it to an Area uh, 51 Max Force. So uh, that's going to go. Oh, and, and my F-14. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's actually sitting right here behind me. Gotcha. Well, you know something? Odd as it may be, we've got a piece of feedback. Uh, we'll get to it in the feedback section. Uh, somebody uh, wrote in about your about your F-14. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it, which I thought was actually kind of interesting. But nonetheless, maybe maybe you don't have to take the F-14, Brent, if you, if you guys can come to a deal. Okay, <laughs> oh. we'll see. So, yeah, that's I've been working on all those games. F-14 is pretty much assembled. I've got... Uh, a couple little odds and ends left. I got a post I've got to put in it. I, I was shy post and just a few little, you know, knickknack things to kind of do, but it's more or less ready to go. And then the rest of the stuff is kind of scattered out or, uh, in a line in my garage. I do want to take a pole position. Mm-hmm. Actually, I told the guys I was going to bring a pole position. I've got a pole position I picked up from Jared Nebel last year, a few months before Expo. And I have started chipping away at it, but with everything else that I've that's been taking my time, I, I'm not sure at this point if I'm going if I'm actually going to make it and get it all together. So oh, I see, I see. gotcha. And, and that leads in. I know we I've got another this weekend that we're recording. I've got another full weekend before the show, but that full weekend I'm going out of town because I'm going to an arcade auction. Oh, nice. Yep. Auction, nice. auction game sales they're having. Where's that at? This one is in Sevierville. So it's Pigeon okay. Forge right okay. here, right, gotcha. right in Tennessee. So yeah, it's about okay. three hours south of, of Louisville. Yeah, okay. I was going to go to the the one, I think it was December, but that is, we talked about it on the show, that is when the, the fire hit in that area and just just ravaged Ra- Pigeon ravaged, Forge yeah, and it, it, it yeah. touched into Sevierville and uh, um, just all the surrounding areas so everything was shut down now they still had the yeah. auction but where we were going to stay and everything it was right kind of in the heart of, of Pigeon Forge so it was it, everything was shut down yeah okay so I, you know we didn't end up going so uh, 
the group of us that went last year are making it up and we're going to do it we're going to do it now so yeah next week on next weekend i'm heading to uh heading to an auction yeah nice. and actually i had to work on a game for the auction yeah are you taking anything to sell i'm, I'm not but the the backstory is uh, one of the folks going they have a friend that has a cabin uh-huh. in pigeon forge yeah okay okay yeah so help me there whitney it's pigeon forge and what's the other little town that's always gatlinburg Gatlin- i'm sorry yeah it's gatlinburg so, severeville and pigeon forge kind of like in that little triangle right. i guess yeah. so they've actually got a, a cabin that's in gatlinburg okay All and right. the the deal is is my buddy takes care of the games that are in the cabin for people that rent the cabin Mm. and um they have a centipede the centipede was down and the centipede was actually brought back into louisville by a family member and i ended up you know we kind of teamed up and went after it and got the the centipede up to snuff so that that basically pays for my room and board oh okay oh okay (laughs) so yeah that's good that's a little time was spent there knocking that out yeah not not too bad not too bad all right and what are you what are you hunting when you go down to the auction just out of curiosity There's nothing really I, I, may, I may need for. to give you a list. Well, give, okay. me a, give me a list. Yeah. I mean, you see a lot of, you see a lot of redemption. Mm-hmm. This auction, at least our, the auction that's in Sevierville. Yeah. The way that auction game sales runs it is, is they tend to put uh, videos and redemption kind of face to face. I guess the assumption is, is that people that are there for ar- uh, arcades, videos, whatever, they're not necessarily wanting the redemption. Yeah. And they'll run parallel auctioneers back to back yeah. either sides of the row. So I guess the the uh, the 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 other benefit there is is if you're watching a redemption piece and it's just you, you can you're two steps away yeah. and you can get yeah. in on the redemption side okay. of the house. Okay, gotcha. Um, so there's a lot of redemption, there's a lot of modern video, there's usually a long wall full of drivers, there's, you know, boxers there's it's it's a lot of modern stuff and there there does tend to be a classics area toward the front and they run that first just as one auctioneer yeah you know prices are right it varies it's like any any other auction it's just if you get lucky you get lucky and sometimes there's a lot of home buyers at times and then stuff goes crazy yeah yeah that's that yeah it really the only thing that I'm after is a blue Nintendo cabinet. And okay. So that that would be the only thing. A pop, ideally a Popeye, if if possible. I mean, I've got, and this would be for for the skyscraper project. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I've got a fallback option that I that I will have to execute on if I don't find a good, clean, solid Popeye within maybe the next month or so. But eh, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. And it's not a bad if I have to fall back. On if I have if I, if I have to execute on my fallback option, it's not it's not a bad it's not a bad thing. It's just I would much rather uh, I'd much rather have um, a good solid Popeye if I could find one. So anyway, that's that's that. Well, I'll keep an eye out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The uh, the last time I was there, which was two auctions ago, I think okay. it was. Yeah, they had uh, a couple Nintendo cabinets, no blues. Um, I, th- I, I want to say that they had a Super Mar- not a Super Mario Brothers, a Mario Brothers in a narrow yeah, Nintendo okay. cabinet. Yeah, I think you. it was just in an orange Donkey Kong cabinet. Yeah, but it, it was done relatively nicely, and it so it went high. I mean, yeah. you would probably want 
a converted Nintendo that wasn't destroyed, That's, that wasn't yes. butchered. Yeah, yeah. In, in a solid cabinet. A solid cabinet, but honestly, condition uh, it has to be a plywood cabinet, and the condition of the laminate is the, uh, the you know the laminate sides in the front. That's the that's the most critical part right is the there. plywood the one that's got the centered or the offset no plywood has the centered t-molding the center t-molding and, okay. the, and the particle boards have offset all right particle board yeah particle yeah. board is okay because both of mine are plywood yeah okay. and i do not want a particle <laughs> listen listen to me talking like the queen of sheba i do not want a particle a particle board cabinet because it's not it would not be uh would not be period or period slash historically correct for that particular gotcha. game. Oh, so, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, oh, I'm going to mention this company too. In in the midst of all the working on games, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of it comes down to monitors. Mm-hmm. And man, I go through flybacks like crazy yeah. as, I, as I'm working through stuff. Yeah. I think I've mentioned competitive products on the show before. Yes, I, I do remember that. Kind of a free plug here for for competitive products. They they have billiard stuff they have uh slot gaming stuff they have they're starting to get a lot of pinball stuff they have uh of course some monitor parts and some electronics they're they're kind of a little bit of a jack of all trades so Mm. to speak yeah and their pricing on a lot of things is very very difficult to beat you know know, i just searched the show notes and i did not find i mean i searched 50 episodes of show notes and i've mentioned i did you probably have but it it was never recorded in the show notes no okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna put them in the show notes and we'll have a link uh we'll have a link to them when this episode drops i throw them out there if you're doing a lot of uh, uh monitors if you're gonna go through like your game room they have like K7000s. They don't have all of the flybacks, for example, just like to, to zero yes. in on flybacks yeah. that, that I, I, a lot of the hobbyists decide. would need like uh, like a 6100. Yeah. But your com- more common, uh, I hate to say even common, but I guess that's the right word. Your, your more common everyday stuff, your G07s, your K7000s, they have them. And if you buy them uh, in bulk, and by bulk, I mean like, three or six as opposed to just like one or two yeah. the price starts starts to drop significantly R- okay so gotcha. it's it's worth it they're great to deal with i've bought stuff from them on and off over over the years when i started huh. working on the game room i wanted to go through and make sure everything had good leg levelers yeah because i did this carpet yeah and i didn't want to have a, a scratched up like a leg leveler that had been drug around on concrete and yeah. had burrs on it yeah i didn't want that to come off of a furniture slider and snag my carpet because yeah. i got furniture sliders underneath everything yeah so i went to them and i bought a huge box of leg levelers again they're that's one of the things that their price is just awesome on so it the they were ha- they they were out of stock on the flybacks. They were waiting for the shipment, and they turned right around and in no time, you know, emailed me, let me know what was going on. Oh, that's good. Kept me informed, gave me the option of a straight up refund. Yeah. Let me know what they thought the wait was going to be because they were waiting on the container. Couple emails back and forth. They were unbelievably helpful. I was actually wanting. I was liking to have one in hand just as a spare mm-hmm. and they dug around in their stock room and found one for me and, and it's on its way, you know? So it's awesome. They're, they're great people to deal with. I, I've never had to interact with them directly like that before, just because everything else I've ordered has just been available. But their service has been, good. yeah, their service has been great. Yeah, so yeah, okay. just some, some, you know, a vendor to add to your, to your toolbox. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting, putting them down right now. Cool. And one thing, a mini kind of pickup, 
reach down there in that bag there under the high speed, Whitney. On the on prior shows, we've talked about these small little handheld games that have come from. I've got them from Walmart here. Yes, and, and I yes. don't know. I, I've. Don't know where you might find them in other places in the world. All right, yeah, yeah go ahead and dig in. I've got a. Why, why do you do this, man? This is like eight bags inside of a bag. You well, you're know? lucky. You're lucky they're the size they are because I couldn't fit them in the tempest. <laughs> True, they will not fit in the <laughs> coin door. Now, now he's looking. He's like, is something hidden in the tempest for this show? Oh, hold on. So, hold on. whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, hey, hey! So they had game yes, one and two, which was Space sweet. Invaders and Pac-Man. Yeah. Listen, and, listen, listen. To this. Well, you can barely hear it. Yeah, you can't. Oh, it's Cubert, buddy. Yep. Yeah. Now, awesome. So, game three and four is Centipede and Cubert. Yeah, and you know something? It actually looks really good on this, so doesn't it? The first two games, Space Invaders and Pac Man, it was just a, a a black LCD. Yeah. Kind of like your old LCD calculator type deals. Well, games basic three. Basic fun. Yeah, basic fun is the name of the company. <laughs> Game three and four has a little color, uh, a color LCD display in it. And it's kind of similar to the, that display that was in that little 201 game that we talked about on episode 50. Yeah, exactly. And it looked, go ahead, pull Centipede out. Yeah, take okay. a look got, at that. Gotcha. We'll do. We'll so, do. yeah, these are at Walmart here in the States. I'm sure they're on Amazon. Basic Fun is the name of the company. <laughs> These bags. <laughs> All right, I got it. And got it. It, it at Walmart, they're under twenty bucks. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Let's see. So here, here comes Centipede. There we go. What's it look like? I don't even remember if I turned the centipede it, it, on. It looks pretty good. It, it looked for what it is. It looks pretty good. It looks way better than the um, than than the little multi cabinet that we were talking about <laughs> in, episode, in the last episode, for sure. Yeah, these are nice, man. I you know I'm kind of curious because every one of them has the same format. They have you know a joystick. Like centipede has a joystick, although of course that's not yeah. control correct by any means. But but you you're can, not going you're not going to get a thumb size. Track no, no, for $20. And, and you're not. But these are neat because they're more a novelty than they are yeah. anything else. But they're a very cool novelty, is what they are. So, my yeah, thought with like those, it. my thought with those is whenever I have a party, I've got tables, you know, here in the center of the game room. Yeah, and just to set them out on the tables. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be something. It's cool because it's something for people to knock over, and you don't have to feel bad about it. No. You know exactly. Yeah, I don't these, know if you notice, cool. like on the table, it's way back here in the corner because like I've got everything uh, moved around. I've actually got an original Simon, the Simon game. The I'm color. Putting, I'm putting all these back. Are you doing it's it? It's going yeah. to take a few minutes to, <laughs> to roll through all this, but I, I, I'll get it. Make me, make me break a sweat. <laughs> Pack it up real nice. Yeah, I am. Don't, I am. don't hurt it. No, no, no. I, I got it. I got it. Don't hurt it now. Hey, whoa, there's something else in here, dude. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. That's oh, mine. sweet. Oh, that's yours. Yeah. It's it's a Hot Wheel uh, kit from Knight Rider. Yes. And it looks pretty daggone sweet. It if is. I must it's, say so it's spiffy. All right, I'm not going to hurt that, man. Don't crush kit. No, I will not. I will not. So I've come down here, like, wandering around during my parties, and there's people playing Simon. And for, if... I'm, everybody That's knows. Great. I'm assuming everybody knows what Simon says. the The kids' game is. Yeah. And Simon, I, did Milton Bradley release that worldwide? Yeah, I think what about seventy nine, eighty, yeah. somewhere around in there. It's a four Back. color. It's got four buttons on it of four different colors, and they flash, and then you have to repeat the pattern. Mm-hmm. So. It's neat. It's, re- yeah. it's really. So really yeah, neat. I got those two. Those will go out in the game room. Awesome. Awesome. 
and that's it and it doesn't seem like a lot but this it, it's been wild i have just been everywhere and anywhere well game 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 work 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 yeah and you know something plus my real life yeah yeah i, I get it and uh a lot of the same for me but if i think about the timing on this i mean here we are this is february the 18th and we're realistically recording this show like two weeks after we released, I guess, the, the 50th episode. And we recorded that, the 50th episode, what, Brent, over the span of, what, two, two, almost three weeks, I guess? Because we had two separate recording sessions, and then we threw in, threw in, some, um, you know, threw in some additional content. But mm-hmm. it feels like we're sitting back down almost, almost on the eve of getting up from yep, episode 50. And the seat so is still warm. This, the seat is still warm, and so uh, it, it doesn't feel like a, a tremendous amount of time is gone by but when you look at the calendar i mean it's been it's been an honest like two and a half to three weeks but we're doing it this way just so everybody knows we're doing it this way mostly out of necessity simply because um Brent, you're going to be out of town i'm going to be out of town for work and then we've got louisville arcade expo and if we didn't record now then we wouldn't there would be no episode 51 for february and man dude we just can't have that i mean we we, we owe it to everybody to, we to can't, throw a show man we can't we can't follow up 50 with a skip with a skip that's not yeah that's not even right so well brent i i would say for for my uh for my updates for for the time period they've not been they've not been tremendously productive but i here, here's what i have been working on okay and i know that we talked about this a bit uh last episode went into the whole uh went into, into the whole um you know the needham uh, rom burner the emp20 discussion around me building my rom burning station one thing that i have done Brent, is i did get that finished up and i got all of my eproms in that i ordered from uh dennis the eprom man mm-hmm. got all those babies labeled and, and set aside and everything like that so i'm i'm well stocked on eproms so did he real quick did did he have or not have any eproms you were looking for because last time i sent him an email and it's been a long time yeah he he was missing some okay he was missing some and i will give dennis credit he emailed me when he got them in and he said hey i'll set these aside if you're still looking for oh them. okay I, so at least he's still getting yeah, he's still getting stock he's, he's still getting stock and uh and i said yes dennis I, that's great and so he sent me i wound up actually getting two shipments from him over the past four or five weeks mm-hmm. but it has round out i mean it has rounded rounded out my inventory of eproms and so i i'm sitting good now on eproms i mean all the you know all the way down from uh you know the 4k 4k and 8k's all the way up to the to the 512 so i i can i can pretty well handle most most anything that would that would come my way 1632 64s inclusive and all that um so one thing i I did do brent while i was uh while i was feeling inspired on working on the on the the rom burner station i went ahead and cleaned off my entire workbench back in uh the back of my my workroom where i've got the eprom do you do it like i do do you just roll up a trash can and just like that's what i'm gonna tell you man i got i got a trash bag and i went ahead and sacrificed everything that i hadn't touched in months Mm -hmm. and it's like time for it to go yeah and it's just it's stuff that you leave sitting sitting around saying i I could use that and it's like i'm not going to use that it's gone and so uh, i i actually freed up a tremendous amount of space in my workroom over the course of, of an hour or so and i was actually it felt like kind of liberating if you want to know the truth <laughs> of it i mean i felt really good for doing it but here's what i did i went ahead and got out of boxes all of my data 
IO 29B equipment and I got it all out and I powered it all up, set it all up, made sure, made sure my two units were. Because if you've ever seen one, you need a lot of room. You need, you need a lot of room, buddy. And you know something? I did not take a picture of that, but it's sprawling. I'll just say that. And, and you know, sprawling. It is. It is. Because by the time, I mean, I've got two base units and then I've got a, a multitude of, of uni packs and, and, uh, and gang packs and stuff like that. Just, just anything and everything. And Brent, I, I sat down uh, one night after getting, uh, after Grace went to bed and uh, Jackie and I were just sitting there watching some TV and I got the instruction manual out for the, for the data IO and I started reading through it. Is it? It's more like a book, right? It's, it is more like a book. Yeah. But but I just wanted to, I read through the first I think I may I think I've made it through the first two chapters on just acquaint you know, just getting yourself acquainted with the equipment and how it works and everything like that. And uh, you'll be happy to know I did go out on the Yahoo group and I, I took some time. Does it still de- exist? It does. And okay. I, I dedicated some time and I cabbaged off almost every file that I thought would be applicable <laughs> to the to the to the data IO and I've captured in for in I've got everything on cold storage storage now from a software perspective okay so somewhere do you actually have a breakdown maybe a a, a flyer or a, a catalog or something so if you had the module numbers that plug into the base data io unit you know what they're supposed to do i i've got a catalog not a flyer but i do have i do have I would a just catalog pull, for that. like i often do i just was pulling random words out of the air yeah. and just gluing them together yeah no so. no, no it's it's fine it works catalog it works. flyer yeah, book whatever yeah it's uh, all, the yahoo group actually has a just a wealth of information on these on these units and i was i, I took uh you know an hour hour and a half one afternoon and i was just right click save as right click save as and i was just getting anything and everything because they've got it organized in a in, in a directory structure that, that that makes sense overall to me anyway but th- i was somewhat selective because based upon the equipment that i have and i know that you have mm-hmm. there's some stuff that it's just not worth getting it's it, it's you just don't don't even worry about it because I, I i know for what our purposes are it's probably won't it probably we probably won't have a use for some of that. So I was a bit selective about what I picked, but I wound up picking up a lot of it. So uh, just running through all that. So anyway, I, I've got that, and I, I definitely need to get my get my two base units cleaned up and then run through getting the uh, the PromLink software set up on my, on my ROM burning station and get these guys connected and, and make sure that they work. Yeah, one thing that I do need to get, actually, is I need to order a couple of uh, null modem cables and that's what that's what is needed for these you know what's so funny yeah that is one of the things you're talking about clearing the decks yeah no modem cables you throw them away that's one of the things that a decade ago yeah exactly maybe two decades ago I looked at a couple of those that I had. I'm like, I am never going to use these. Never going to need these. And here it is, 2017, and Whitney's on Amazon going, hmm, I think I need a I need a mo- cable. And somebody still makes them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed one. I was trying to help the rec bar guys uh, link a couple games together, and yeah. you needed an old modem cable. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. I uh, No, I'm, I don't. Mike, <laughs> oh, no, huh. actually, I don't. I don't. But here's here's the thing, and you can. Uh, of course, they looked at me, the old man. They're like, what's a no modem no, cable? Yeah, what's a no modem Cable. Well, Sonny, yeah. back in my day. <laughs> and get off my lawn while you're at it. You know, it's one of those scenarios. But I feel old. 
<laughs> we are. But here's the thing. We're, we're the badge proudly, Brent. But here's the thing. What I have noticed is, uh, and I went through my tub of cables, okay? Mm-hmm. And what As I, all good IT people have. Yes, and I have got a significant tub full of cables, and I found a null modem cable buried in the bottom. But you know what? It's not good enough for me to use because, you know, you, you know it's that putty color, and it's all dirty and nasty, <laughs> and it looks like it's 18 years old. What? Because, Brent, it, it is, is 18 years yeah. old. And, uh, no, it hasn't been used in 18 there, years. There, yeah, it's, it's actually probably, 25. Yeah. You know, it's 25, hasn't been used in 18, and it looks like the you know the, the shielding or the sheathing on it has, uh, the chemicals have turned it three different colors, and it's on its way to number four, and it's just a nasty, dirty-looking cable. <laughs> and you know what? I, I yanked the thing out of the tub and got it all unwound, and I look over at the data I.O., and it's like, you know what I could do? I could walk right over to this data I.O. and plug this thing it up worked. and make progress, and it would work. And you know what I did with the cable? Threw it away. I curled it up and threw it away. And I got on Amazon and ordered me two Jeez. new ones. Why didn't you just try to clean it? No, no, no. Because uh, the cables that I ordered are black and they're real nice. They've got, you know, they've got the real nice, uh, You're such the a real ca- nice jacketing on it and everything For like that. For those that haven't w- met Whitney in, pur- in purpose, in person, <laughs> yes. he's such a cable snob. Yeah, I am. I'm a snob on so many things, <laughs> man. I am. And you know something? I'm one of the simplest individuals you'll ever meet and I'm one of the biggest snobs on, on the stuff that I do. I, I really am. I, I'm a walking dichotomy is what I am, Brent. A <laughs> you're, walking You're dichotomy. a lot of stuff and that is yes. one. That is one of them. And that is one of them. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I do make my family proud, though, Brent. But anyway, that's another story for another day. But I ordered my cables, and uh, I should have them here. I should have them here fairly soon. I I didn't didn't put a rush job on them or anything like that. But anyway, I almost need to retro-bright those data IOs because, man, they look nasty. But I did take some of the mean green that you told me about, the cleaning cleaning agent. Mm -hmm. It's much like... uh, simple green i'll say this man mean green is way stronger than simple green is you know even, even simple green when you don't cut it that much mean green is actually stronger you know and I, I like it better after using i've it. used some simple green it, man dude it doesn't do that good of a job but not much and, and i'm i'm thinking back and, and i guess the reason I, I i don't is because whatever i use it for there was one point in time when i went through and I picked up all kinds of cleaning agents off the, the aisle at Walmart or Kroger or pick your pick your store. And I was looking for something that I really liked as a good all-purpose cleaner, like for sides of cabs and all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. I have always come back, oddly enough, to Windex. Yeah. Windex is good because it doesn't leave things dull mm-hmm. and, and nasty looking. And what I, what I have found about Simple Green is that over time, it just makes things look dull. And uh, it it, do, it cleans, so, but it doesn't clean uh, and make it look clean. It just removes the dirt, is what it does. But it still looks kind of dull. So I'm and wondering right, if that Windex is good. I'm wondering if that's when I tried it because mm-hmm. I, I don't. I didn't have a, a, a point of comparison between mm-hmm. simple and mean. Yeah, me, me, I can't believe means, we're doing five minutes on on green. Yeah, but trust me, means, yeah, means so way better. Mean green, mean green is the way. Now, to go. where did you get it? Because, Dollar General, dude. That's yeah. where you told me to go, and I went, and so I picked it up at a Dollar General. I have done. I don't know how many pinballs where I have soaked the the solid color plastics, the posts and the uh-huh. like, in in mean green. Yeah. And I've, I can't recall ever having bought but the one gallon. Yeah, 
Yeah. So it goes a long way. It, it does. It does anyway, go a long anyway. way. Yeah. But that that in Windex is is a very Windex is the good finisher. Mean Green is the good is the good cleaner is what I found. So it works out well. But I, I need to clean those up. But uh, but yeah, I, I, Brent, I'm actually proud of myself because I went through and I, I tossed a bunch of stuff away and I got you know I got the 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 uh, data IOs out of their boxes and got them set up. And before long, dude, I'm gonna be burning some ROMs on that baby and see Woo-hoo! see see how it goes. So so yeah, so I'm making good progress there and then uh, on a separate note i did pick up two uh two games this uh within the past couple of weeks and i did this via the let go app and i know we talked about it either the last episode or the maybe maybe episode 49 i have to go back and look or uh, i guess listen but who's got time for that but anyway um i used the let go app and i found an asteroids deluxe locally and Brenna went and uh and looked it over and the guy also had a pac-man and i was able to make a package deal with the guy he was moving to florida and his wife uh his wife had already moved to florida and he was looking just to go ahead and basically unload the games and so i got them for a really sweet deal and uh packed those babies up and took them back to the house and i have absolutely no idea what i'm going to do with them but you know in true arcade collector form <laughs> I, I got them they're mine. I, I got them in their mind you know yeah i was telling you about this before we started recording the the pac-man one side of it is rough it's rougher than a night in jail the other side looks pretty good okay but it's complete it works it powers up the monitor's fine it needs to be degaussed i think but outside of that mm-hmm. the monitor's fine honestly man i, I bought the pac-man for the insides of the pac-man rather than for the pac-man itself uh the asteroids deluxe is in pretty good shape it, it needs the monitor needs to be gone through and it needs it needs a new cpo um and it, it the sound is a little muffled on it but um you know something man i really i really dig asteroids deluxe i I like it like 14 15 times more not 20 just 14 or 14 yeah you gotta have limits a man has to know his limits a man has to know his limits i like it a lot better than asteroids and it's just way more fun and um i just it was i just got such a good deal on both of them and i just couldn't pass them up so i brought them home i have no idea what i'm gonna do with i've them. got a stack of i got such a good deal on it stories yeah and it's just it's stuff that just takes space and, and that's oh. what and that's the problem man it just winds up taking space but you know you're sitting there you kind of feed your ego it's like prop, 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 man i got a good deal on this you know and you take them home and then you look around and it's like uh, oh boy! Now I, got, I didn't get such a good deal. Now I got it. Yeah, now I got it. What am I gonna do? You said you, know? you, you were interested in the insides of the Pac Man. Yeah, like the the monitor and the board or the yeah. wiring harness yeah, or just what? the monitor, the boards and the wiring harness. Okay. I mean, it, it's it's all in good shape. It's dirty, but it's all in really good shape. I have meant this is on my long list of things that I want to do. Yeah, and. I'm going through a mental checklist of stuff to do after expo because mm-hmm. that's that's this time of year. That's my personal rush is getting time crunch rush, getting things ready for a little arcade expo. Yeah. Yeah. There's some stuff around the house, but one of the things I want to do arcade wise is I've been sitting on a couple pack harnesses for years. Mm-hmm. I bought off Clove. Yeah, like the like the whole thing was unscrewed from inside the cabinet and by like an operator, a, dumped in a box, and dumped in a box. Yeah. you know it's yeah. the it's the transformer assembly that board. And everything, yeah, everything just curled up. Yeah. And I have been meaning to take those out, stretch them out in the driveway, hose the harnesses out, uh-huh. and then nicely curl up everything and zip tie it and make a test rig for pack boards. Yeah, yeah. And I just... 
I it's, haven't it's got ju- there. It's just time. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. It's, it's just time. Um, so so that's so that's really, I guess, the bulk of the of the pickup action and whatever. As far as what I'm taking to Arcade Expo, Brent, I think I'm going to take. Uh, not to switch gears, but I will no, just real yeah. quick before before I hop on to the what what Grace and I actually wound up working on this this month or the past two three weeks. I think I'm going to take um, an Asteroids to the Arcade Expo. I'm going to take a Bump and Jump. Ooh. I'm going to take a Mappy, and um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what else. I, I think those three are going to go, if nothing else, but I need to see if there's anything else I'd be comfortable in taking. I, You know what, man? I may wind up taking my R-Type. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's going to go either. But it, it, I'm, I'm going to take three, if not four, and then, and and then comfortable being, see where it goes. It's it's a haul for you. I mean, it is a haul. I, I'm lucky in that I am, I think, 15 or 20 minutes from the venue. Yeah. And then I've got some people that are right here close by. Yeah. I know the, the rec bar guys are going to come over and help me take care of loading stuff out. Jesus. You, you man, don't have dude, that. I, man, that's. You're a that, one man show. I'm a one man show with a dolly. When do- I think of you, yeah. I think of that old timey Western picture of the dude walking down the street with the snare drum on his back. <laughs> yes. You know, and then the. the the thing that hits the drum is tied to one foot and he's yeah, got like a, there's a pixar short about that it's like yeah. the one man band yeah the one man is. band yeah, he's got it a, he's got like a uh a harmonica on like a frame around uh-huh. his neck yeah. and he's holding a trumpet that's and it. he's got a, yeah the one man band that's the, what i think the, he, the one man band because dude nobody will come out i mean and i don't blame them but n- nobody's gonna ride 40 minutes to come help me load just to go back i don't know how's your smoothies <laughs> do you have a good smoothie selection in that area if i mean I'd go somewhere for a nice, quality, healthy smoothie. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll I'll see if I can't hook you up you on know? that. Yeah. So it's all good. But I'm going to take at least three, if not four. We'll just have to see how my time runs. But uh, I am I am looking forward to taking my bump and jump because I really love bump and jump, and it's a great game. And uh, I just uh, that, that game just actually just makes me happy. It's, I haven't played that game in forever. Yeah. I would like personally, if you have to start cutting stuff from what you can bring, uh, don't, don't don't cut, cut that. that. Yeah. Don't cut that. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And uh, the asteroids may actually go up for sale. Um, I'm debating whether I want to bring it home or not. Um, it's uh, it, it's it's a good it, it's it's an above average player's condition asteroid. It's it's not a is it nicer not, than mine? Um, no, yours is yours is nicer than mine. Okay. But uh, so no upgrade potential there no no, no okay. i don't think i don't feel like it would be okay you, you take a look at it and you tell me but i i, I, well, don't, I don't want to cut so. your asteroids down i mean because that no, it's all good i got really lucky with that asteroids because that asteroids is beautiful yeah it is it's it's it's, it's nice and this one this one i is had to not stare at nice. it when i got it to uh, find a scratch in the side is that right yes oh no 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 you don't no 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 you 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 pass on mine and let it roll is okay what you do so but anyway that's uh i, I think that's what i'm going to wind up taking so so that that's kind of how i'm going with the little arcade expo and um Brenda, you know, I, I have been working in the house, and my daughter's been driving me on this, and I'm actually glad that she's doing this, because this this obviously means something to her, and she's she's interested in it, and she comes down, and she helps me with it, and everything like that, but you know, we mentioned on the last show that we've uh, we started to take one of our spare, uh, a spare kind of playroom, storage room in the house. We're turning it into kind of like Grace's dedicated uh, little office uh, console room and everything like that, and I've got, I've got half the room painted now uh, i've got the green up on the room so on, wait, on wait, wait two you said opposing. grace's 
office and console room. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, from yeah. prior conversations, I know she's very career oriented. She at, is. Yes, she at is. Eleven. 12 at 11 at 11 yeah she's she's talking she she routinely uh reminds me of the job that she's gonna have to get by the time she's 15 or so and daddy <laughs> needs to make sure he's got his stuff together so that she can get that job so she uh she brings up she brings up her career aspirations uh quite uh, quite regularly That's actually awesome. yes it is yes it is and um so I've got half the room painted. Opposing walls are green. The other two opposing walls are going to be blue. Uh, I think I mentioned this last episode. And 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 Brent, they're the nicest, prettiest, brightest colors. Mm-hmm. And you walk in, you look at the colors, and it reminds you of the background on Super Mario Brothers. They, oh, it's wow. just got that cartoony kind of kind of. It, it's it's cartoony bright, but very uh, but very deep and very solid looking. You know, and and so it's going to be. The, How difficult is blue to paint? Uh, I haven't painted it yet, so okay. I, don't, I don't know. The green took two coats, and and when I do that, well, I mean, most most every color should, but um, I mean, yeah, I cut everything, I tape everything, cut everything in, and um, and, and then I, I cut everything in twice, and then I roll it twice is the very last step, and so it takes me. I, I don't know how other people paint. That's how I paint. But so um, is it a dark? Deep blue. Well, no, the Mario Brothers is kind of. It's, a, it's kind of like a bright. It, it's, okay. de- it's deeper than a. It, it's it's deeper than a sky, but it's not royal. Okay, okay. okay. so it's so, probably going to be pretty easy to paint. It's, it okay. should be pretty easy to paint because it's not so so dark. Yeah, well, was, that's yeah. where I was going. When you get into those, that's the first thing I thought of. Like if you look at the purple that's on this wall, yeah, to your left, yeah, t- it takes a while to get that, that is, right, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it's painful. Yes. And it's then, painful. And then all of it's cu- covered with yeah. games. You yeah. can't. You can only see. You know. 10 inches of it yeah yeah but you know when you pull the games out it's got it you want it looking right beautiful purple wall yeah it's exactly right for someone that wants one (laughs) for for anybody that wants a purple wall but uh anyway we've got that going and i I went up to um ikea on one of my trips up to cincinnati and uh, i really lament the fact that we do not have an ikea here locally because i love going to ikea um and uh we we went up to ikea and we purchased uh some white uh bookshelves Cases, mm-hmm. storage shelves for the uh, for the for the room because want to have want to have uh, appropriate console cartridge you know CD uh, whatever you want to look at it storage for for the games because we're going to have you know we're going to have an Atari twenty six hundred in there going to have a NES in there uh, so you kind of need bookcases but are, are they book cases or are they more like cubbies where you've they're, got little vertical they're, little they're more dividers cu- they're more cubbies okay, that's is cool. what they are but they're they're the they're the white ikea cubby cubby shelves i guess if you want to call them that and what's nice is you can rearrange them and and move the shelves around and readjust them and everything like that so so i can make a series of shelves that are going to be uh that are going to be great for displaying the atari 2600 games make a series of shelves dedicated for the nes and the wii and the 3ds and then make a series of shelves for whatever you know whatever comes after that the switch or maybe an xbox one or something like that and uh, here's what's nice though brent is because two of those walls are going to be uh, a really nice deep green um I've got ample space to where I can set up a tripod in that room and film against it. So if I wanted to do anything green screen for whatever reason, <laughs> I could I could I could do that. You know, so that that's actually an unintended uh, an unintended but very nice side effect of, of this project. 
But Grace is stoked, man. So we're gonna have when it's all said and done, we're gonna have a really nice console room, uh, you know, with it with a couple of TVs in it and her desk and everything like that, and that that's gonna work out. Um, so 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 that was uh, that's in progress. And hey, get this, man. Um, two things: I placed my first order from Best Electronics this past three okay. weeks or so. Yeah, and, and Best, they're the ones that have the Atari. They're, they're Atari. Parts? They're they're everything Cons- Atari. Okay. Con- yeah. Console and computer. Okay. Okay. So 400, 800 XLs, uh, you know, the 2652, 78s, and everything in between. And it's interesting because ordering from Best Electronics is a lot. I, I consider that to be about two steps above what ordering from Bob Roberts used to be like. At least with Best, you can they they've got a very they've got a very nice catalog and and, and everything like that. I'm looking at their page to see if it's as I it's, remember. It's it very much Bob Roberts esque. Okay. Oh. It really yeah. is. It really is. You have to hunt that site to find what you want. 1998 wants their website back. Yes. Yes, it does. But here's the thing. They've got it. They've got it. And you know something? Um, when you when you're talking with uh, when you're talking with those with with Best, um, they're extremely thorough. They want they want to make sure that you know exactly what you're after. Uh, there's there's no there's no kind of beating around the bush or BS and working with it with them. They're very matter of fact, but they're extremely competent and they know exactly what they're doing so it's kind of interesting because they they put a bit of the onus on you as far as mm-hmm. as far as making sure that you know exactly what you're after when you order it uh, so I did pick up the, one of their catalogs and um, their Atari 2600 service cartridges which uh, which are, are really really nice I, I was I was happy to be able to get a hold of those and you know what's interesting is I've already got my list proved out for everything that I want to order with best but here's one thing I didn't realize they do not like you placing large orders because uh, Brent I feel that they're probably very much a one man show or very close to a one man show and uh, you mean large as in like multiple items or large as in like 50 or something no 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 yes both okay uh, both and so I think that they they tend to prefer what uh, in order size being around whatever can fit into like a medium or large flat rate box and that's that Um, so so I have uh, because when I submitted my first order they actually kicked it back and they said this is too big too too big you got to break this up into multiple orders because we don't we don't have time or the manpower to fill this all in one order and i was like huh okay yeah but nonetheless that's what i did and um (laughs) and so i you know so i'm gonna have to get get my items that i'm after over the course of multiple orders but i will say what's that do for shipping though um it's gonna cost me more in shipping yeah because you're it it is uh there's and there's no way around it i mean man you can't you can't make anybody do anything so it's just kind of the way that it goes that's interesting okay it is uh i was i wasn't exactly so so pleased with that but i will say this what uh, what i got from them on the first order man it shipped quick and uh and it's it's perfect so I, i'll I, you know i'll i'll work with them because they've got the parts that i need um didn't exactly feel that the that the um customer service was that it was all that nice but you know but none, nonetheless it, it's it's worked itself out yeah, i don't think i've ever heard of anyone saying no you can't buy this much from well us. and that's exactly what it was that's exactly what it was now admittedly it was a fairly large 
large order, but I mean, the last time I checked, I mean, it wasn't going to come like in a pinball crate, was it? No, 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 no. no. It would have easily fit in a couple of boxes or let's say, you know, two, two, let's say large boxes or whatever. I I was ordering for inventory is what I was doing. And and I guess that just that maybe I just caught them on the wrong day and that just wasn't what they wanted to work on that day. I I don't know. But anyway, I'll I'll get the orders uh, through those guys done and and get the stuff that I need. And uh, Brent, uh, as most people will know here on the show, I am a sucker for books. Okay. I love books. Books and um, and I have a special uh, affinity for hardcover books at that, especially ones that deal with retro. And so, uh, Brent, I picked up a, a book. It's called the Ultimate. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> the Ultimate. <laughs> whatever. You start, you start, whatever. I think little me's rubbing off on you there. Yeah, let's rewind that for a second. I was talking and looking at a picture, and that didn't work out. It's the Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the NES Library, 1985 to 1995, and the author on this book is. Pat Contry. And Brent, uh, I know people can't see this, but um, I'll put it in the show notes where you will see the book. So uh, even though you can't see it right now, you will see it when we publish the episode. Look at the thickness on this book. It is unbelievable. I've got it here in the one note. And And it's hardback. And it's hardback. And Brent, what this game, what this book does, is it breaks down every single title for the NES chronologically and alphabetically, and uh, shows screen captures, um, you know, publisher information, uh, play, uh, let's say, play review data, um, and just you know, technical uh, and let's say, anecdotal information about the development and/or the publishing of the game. And so, this is almost like a, uh, you can almost think of this as Wikipedia for. NES cartridges bound into a book. And Brent, the, the print quality on this is unbelievable. The pages are like nice and thick and they've got a nice they've got a nice matte finish to them and everything. I mean, it, you, you can tell that the, the ink is not going to rub off on your fingers or anything like that. This, I mean, the quality on this book is just unbelievable. This it is, is so nice. This is going to sound kind of weird. Okay. I don't know if I can explain this or not, but when I look, and I know it's, it's current production, yes, right? Yes, it is. Yes. But when you look at it, it kind of has that glossy kind of feel look. It reminds me of a coffee table book from the 90s or it, late it really, 80s. Late 80s. I was almost going to say it, it It almost looks like a, a that prom- finish. Uh, yes, yeah. that, that finish and the way the way the artwork is on the front, it almost reminds you of something you'd see in Tron or something that, like that. that. And you know what? It, the, it also kind of reminds me of like a textbook from mm-hmm. like grade school. It does, uh, and none it of this does. is a bad thing. It's oh, just, no, no, no. and I don't know if it but was it, intentional. But it has that to, feel, yeah, I don't know if it was intentional to fit the period. But like when that picture that you've got of it edge on to show the thickness uh-huh. and the way it's bound, yeah, and that just looks that just. And of course, the textbooks were made to be abused. Oh, and this, that just and reminds this looks me like it can be abused. That just reminds me of textbooks from grade school. Yeah, and, and like I said, I don't know if that's intentional to kind of fit the 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 book and the genre or what. But I mean, it's all good things. It's all, it's all yeah, good. Yeah. Things, but yeah, it's it's fantastic. I mean, I love to sit and page through books and uh, and read, and it, I, I I just I just adore I just adore books like this, and so uh, always an easy sell for Whitney, and, which is uh, good because I don't read. <laughs> I, I do all, good to speak. Good. I understand, man. Yeah. I understand, but it's uh, it's all good. And then real quick, Brent, the the last thing that uh, I've got is uh, some pretty major updates on on the Skyskipper project, and so. 
we have got in uh, number one. We've got in our first uh, test prints of the entire art package. Uh, still a fair amount of color correction to be done, but uh, we've we're, we're making good progress. And Rich is uh, Rich and Kendra over at this old game. Our partners on this have been uh, slaving away, and Rich has been so good to work with me on doing the color corrections and print what he has printed, especially like around the side art and everything. It just pops. It is so so pretty. And um, I'll go ahead and say this. Rich is going to make Skyskipper look good, okay? So all the work that uh, Alex, Ollie, and I have done, Rich is uh, putting Rich is putting the, the, the final experience touch on, on the artwork, and, and it's going to look uh, fantastic. So, so that's in progress. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to Jonathan Wild. He is a listener in Atlanta, Brent, and I met him at SFGE last year, and Jonathan uh, Jonathan is helping me uh, by supplying a couple of new CNC uh, wood pieces for for my cabinet. And uh, wow, Brent, I just noticed that I misspelled cabinet in the show notes. Jeez, dude, I need to go back to bed. But uh, (laughs) but anyway, Jonathan is uh, helping me out uh, in case. There, I just fixed it for you. Thank you very much. He's helping me out with with a couple of wood pieces for the for the Nintendo cabinet, uh, a speaker panel and a uh, control panel. Uh, most notably, because if I have to go the backup route and use the cabinet that I've got, I've got a bit of uh, cosmetic work to do to the cabinet, and um, and these two pieces will get me uh, get me further down the road faster. So I do want to say thank you to Jonathan. Uh, he was real excited to uh, had some very good things to say about the work we're doing, and was and was very eager to. Help help and I, I certainly do appreciate that and then last Brent but certainly not least uh, as we discussed in our last episode the reveal schedule is finalized and we can finally talk about this and so Brent, we are going to be taking Skyskipper uh, to two different places this year, uh, June 9 through the 11th in Atlanta, Georgia, and none other than the Southern Fried Game Room Expo. Woo-hoo! Yes, and I, I do it's want It's our to, home show away from uh, home. Home show away from home, but I'm going to tell you what, it gets an upgrade in my eyes this year uh, for sure, because, uh, Brent, I, I do want to say, first and foremost, that Patrick, Preston, and Shannon have been have gone up over and above to accommodate Alex and I and to welcome Skyskipper at their show. And I just cannot say enough good about all three of those guys. Uh, they are they, they have just embraced this and they have uh, taken it and said, you know what, we're going to make this a part of SFGE. And, uh, you know, Brent, you know just as well as I do that those guys do it right and they're going to help make sure that Skyskipper is done right. So I do have to say, uh, first and foremost, thank you so much in advance to all three of the guys and Southern and the larger Southern uh, Fry Game Room Expo staff for for accommodating and, and hosting Skyskipper. Um, Alex will be in, and so he and I and, and Brent, I'm sure. I, I mean, I'm sure you'll you'll be in tow as well. You know, for for June. I know we've not talked about our plans for June yet, but I guess I just put you on the spot and elected you to go. So in tow. You know what they say? I'm always. I'm never the bride. I'm always the bridesmaid. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm never the 
body. I'm always the Paul. Bear. It's, it's all good, man. It's, it's all good. <laughs> but you know, the thing is, is you know, I don't think that we'll. I don't think that we'll have you know as the podcast as much content to produce this year. Uh, it, it'll probably be more so around just what what happens with Skyscraper. But uh, who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see where everything goes uh, and, and see what they I'm need. Still what up they to talk. Want. I'll talk to anybody that listens. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a plan, dude. But uh, but yeah, so we're we're gonna have that. So so Brent and myself, Alex, will be down in Atlanta uh, for for Skyscraper. It's gonna be awesome, and uh, we're gonna have a big main stage reveal event, and then uh, also why going are to we have, gonna reveal a stage? Who cares about the stage? Well, you know, it, it'll have it'll have a few things on it. Oh. Also, also have a few people okay. with it too. Ew. But um, but Ew. man, we it's not are, all about the stage. Okay, no no no, it's not all about stage. Um, but we'll, we'll have the game do the reveal there, and uh, Billy Mitchell and Walter Day are going to be there to help uh, MC and uh, and commemorate the occasion, Brent. So it's it's nice. I've talked to Billy. I've been talking to Billy as listeners of the show know. I've been talking to Billy with this project for months and months and months. And Brent, I will say this. Get this. I'm going to pull up my text messages here real fast. Are you all bros? No. Well, it, it's it, it it has become interesting because I, I feel that Billy and I have developed a very good are you talking working ha- relationship at this point. Are, are you okay? to the point of discussing hair care products? No, no, we haven't. But he, but uh, you're Billy, not th- you're not in then. No, no, no. I'm I'm probably not in. But you know something? I'm going to give Billy Mitchell credit where where it is due because um, he called me and I've got the voicemail but I'm not going to play it okay but I'm going to summarize it he called me he called me about a week or so ago and said Whitney you know the way that this project is gone um, you and Alex are doing it right you know I'm really proud of the work that you guys have done in the in the aspect under which you're doing it and how you're how you're involving the community and and the work that you guys have taken on yourself to make sure that this happens so it, it was pretty interesting just to hear you know Billy so it was just Bill, out of the, it was just that out completely of the blue. out of the blue. That's he awesome. Just, he just caught. He wanted absolutely nothing other than to say. You know, I'm thinking about the work that you guys are doing, and I'm proud of the work that you guys are doing. It's it's really it's really awesome, and uh, and so that was cool. And I'm I'm hanging on to that voicemail because it, I've listened to it a few times, and it just it puts a smile on my face when I hear it. And then he texted me the other day when uh, when we released the the blog. Well, I guess it was yesterday at this point when when we released the blog post about our release schedule, and he said uh, he said you guys are quote unquote Billy Mitchell approved, and I'm like, <laughs> do you? That's pretty sweet. You you need a <laughs> You need an icon like a like the Billy Mitchell thumbs up yeah. in like a circle, in like a circle, and it just a big, says a, a big thumb, and it says approved, and it's kind of like you know it's kind of like broken up, so it looks like it's like a rubber stamp. Yes, it says it says approved on the top, and then by the bot on the bottom it says by Billy Mitchell, there or you go. and it has a big thumb, yep. a big thumbs up. So so yeah, so that's going to be awesome. Walter and Billy are going to be there with uh, with with myself, you and Alex uh, in in Atlanta in June, and then the second reveal location brent is going to be october 8th and 9th and that's going to be at play expo manchester in the united kingdom and so uh that's a little bit further out and we'll certainly have a lot more to talk about uh once we get within the two to three month window of of that location but i'm sorry of that event so (laughs) three month window of that location (laughs) of that event and um and so uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna 
travel across the pond to the UK and do the big reveal there as well. That's going to be fun. And uh, yeah, so 2017 is going to be is going to be pretty awesome from that you know from that regard alone. But yes, June in Atlanta SFGE, October in the UK and Manchester at Play Expo, and uh, check out our website uh, skyskipperproject.com. Uh, posted uh, a few new blog posts there about what's been going on with the project, and of course all that all the information is there in a nice table format. And um, I think if everything goes to plan, we should start to see uh, you should start to see uh, Preston and Patrick start pushing um, start pushing our, our reveal information uh, on their channel as well for uh, for SFGE. So yeah, all to work out. And Brent, that is it. <laughs> that is Whew. it. Whew. Whew. All right, that's that. So that's what I got, buddy. So Whitney, let's take this opportunity to take a little break. Please. And then we will slide into my legs some, are crossed now, bouncing up and down. You gotta go, gotta go, it's, gotta it's, go. It's gotten to that. My diet coke has run through me twice. Our podcast is like one of those run-on meetings at work. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The brick <laughs> brick wall meet podcast. Why, it's like, why do people listen to us? It's like self-inflicted pain. <laughs> so let's well, t- in the feedback, they give us plenty of that reasoning. I, so, it, so we'll get to that. I, I, you know what, Brent? I've got an answer for that question. There are some things in life, Whitney, that I do fairly well and most everything else i'm terrible at and transitions between segments yeah is one of the things let's that fall just let's just call terrible. for what it is dude yep. we, we got to go hit the restroom let's do that right. and then uh, we're going to come back with some uh, tech and restoration talk and some feedback because we have just mal- i'm scrolling scrolling scolding mounds and mounds of fe- oh my gosh there's luke skywalker yeah i have no idea what half this is about but we're going to find it's out it's hilarious oh we do have to spend your money but we only have to spend it on one thing and and i'm going to put it in the show notes while while we're taking a break oh great it, a surprise it, it, it is pretty sweet okay. okay so but yeah we'll we'll burn through that pretty quick and then get to the feedback and the feedback is money i will say it is money so all right let's do it brent we've got an interesting topic to cover today for tech and restoration yeah i saw this and i'm i'm curious as to your perspective on this uh you know i don't have a tremendous amount of experience with it but i i I figure i stand to learn something by this discussion so it's good we've talked about this on and off forever yeah and it always comes up again and, and again, and again, and again. And, and as most things do um uh as most things are, we we've i've threatened to discuss it and it's just never ma- managed to make it in and today is the day whitney so we're going to talk about the infamous atari sense mod all right okay excellent so here's the quick background on it for folks that that may not be familiar with with what we're talking about Atari on their classic games. Uh, I'm thinking this, yeah, this, as far as I know, goes back through your vector, black and white vector games. So, like your Asteroids, I'm mm-hmm. sure Asteroids Deluxe. Deluxe. Yeah. Uh, through the color vectors and through the raster games, they uh, use the AR ones and twos for their power supplies. Okay, and that's the mm-hmm. little board that's in the bottom of the game with the big heat sink on it, and it provides regulated power f- for the board, and it also has the audio amplifier on it. So, what Atari did in its infinite wisdom, and I say that kind of poking fun at them, but yet kind of giving them praise, because depending yeah, on how you yeah. take this topic, you can look at it either way. They put a feedback circuit into their power supply board into their AR board so that 
they could figure out what the PCB was using and then adjust the output accordingly. Okay, yep. so what ends up happening in a lot of games, and where I typically see this, where most people t- typically see this, is in a pole position. Pole- yeah, exactly, and that's where you almost always see it coming into play or, or discuss. Because yes. you, I never see it as a topic that that really comes up a lot while you're working on your asteroids or while you're working on a centipede or while you're working on anything other than a pole position mm-hmm. is where this always tends to come into play. So you're right. In pole position, it's power hungry board. As a matter of fact, they actually have two AR2s in the game, one for each of the boards in the board stack. And there's other two board Atari games that don't have the the two ARs. Pole position has two full length boards, two boards the same size, same length. They they match, and they uh, they have each have their own power supply. <laughs> it's crazy. So isn't it? from off from the get go, you're like, yeah, something's going on here. Yeah. What happens is over time. Oh, and Whitney, you'd mentioned that you, you know you don't typically see this with other games. I've seen a few, not nears with a pole position. The okay. game that I mentioned earlier in the first segment that that I worked on for the folks in Gatlinburg, okay. their game, their their centipede had this problem. Oh, oh okay. And gotcha. then I've actually got some dig dig dug boards that uh, a stack of dig dug boards, and maybe half of them, the fingers on the boards are are, are damaged okay. from this issue. Okay, so gotcha. here, what's the issue? Everyone's kind of wondering if. if if you're not familiar with it over time as uh you know just age sets in you get a little corrosion on the fingers on on the board a little tarnish on the fingers a little tarnish on the pins on the edge connector you start to build up a little heat because that tarnish that corrosion that causes a little resistance the ar senses this as a voltage drop and increases the voltage that in turn starts to create a little bit more heat. There's higher resistance. There's more of a voltage drop. The AR cranks up the voltage, and it's this this circle. And eventually, what ends up happening is is those fingers on the board get hot, and they will actually just burn up. Mm, not yeah. not like you're going to have like a road flare go off in the back of the cabinet. It's just they're just going to deteriorate over time, and then eventually, you know, the game won't work, and you'll pull the edge connector off, and then what's left of the fingers will just you know poof they're gone they're dust yeah a lot of times you'll see actual burn marks heat marks very similar to what you'll see like on the gi connectors on pinballs where there's a lot of uh current pulled through those connectors where the the connectors themselves will discolor from from the heat cycles that's very similar to what you'll see on these atari boards okay so what a lot of people do is they do the infamous Okay, well, okay, well, how did, let me even back up a little bit before I get to the infamous sense mod. I've got a link in the show notes to this, but to kind of describe this in an audio format, picture it this way. You've got a 5-volt power supply, and you've got the ground connection on your AR. Mm-hmm. On your board, you've got your 5-volt rail, and you've got your ground rail on the board. And then the wiring harness is like this racetrack, this drag strip that connects those. you got your 5-volt to your 5-volt, your f- ground to your ground rail. Mm-hmm. Okay? All good and fine. Life goes on. 
on the AR, there's a little resistor, and this is usually a good indicator. This usually fails and, and has, you know, brings people into the back of the cabinet to find the larger issue. There's a resistor on both the 5 volt and the ground side. Okay. I actually. I'm describing this wrong, Whitney. Let, let me even back up here and get back to the, the connections. Okay. okay. All right. So um, you've got your 5-volt connection, and you've got your ground connection. In parallel with those, you've got that sense circuit that I mentioned earlier. So that's like the return lane on your drag strip, all right? Yeah. you got your you got your your car runs out on the five volt line. Okay. It's at the end. Of, it's at the end. It needs to come back to the pits. It turns around and comes back down the return lane and it returns itself back to the pits and starts all over again. That's what you kind of got going this loop. You got your five volt main out. You got your sense line, your return lane coming back. Got the same thing on the ground side and that return lane, that sense uh, circuit, that sense wire, if you will, is what's used by the AR to determine what's going on out on the PCB and make its adjustments. Yeah. Okay. And st- step the voltage up or down. Correct. So, yeah. So back on the AR, there's this little resistor. And again, these are the resistors. It's at R29 and R30. One of those are usually going to burn up, and that shuts the whole game down, and that brings people into the game, <laughs> and then they find all this stuff. Yeah. Those there's a resistor. I think it's R29s on the five volt side, R30s on the ground side. On the AR itself, that resistor straddles your main output, your drag strip side, and your return lane, your sense line. Okay. And I'm using yep. drag. Anybody that's never been to a drag strip, this is probably even more confusing. But that little resistor shunts. It crosses those two. Um, uh, lines, if you will. Let's just stay real simple. And the reason for it is if you turn the game on and there's nothing hooked up, that little sh- that little resistor will provide a little feedback to the sense circuit so that the regulator will start up and you can do like some basic voltage testing and the like. Okay. Okay. All right. When the harness is connected, that resistor, in my mind is kind of out of the picture because your path of least resistance is your lines right out to the PCB. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, as time wears on and as the edge connector starts to fail, that resistor starts to become the path for the current or the ground because <laughs> it goes poof. And then it goes poof. Yeah. Because you're needing multiple um uh watts mm-hmm. of power for the board but that resistor is just quarter watt so eventually what ends up happening because because think of it think of your 5 volt line let's stay with that one your 5 volt line goes out to the board you're on the ground rail the, the AR wants to see what the 5 volt looks like on the board so on that 5 volt where I said ground rail mm-hmm. On that five volt rail is also the sense line feeding back to the AR. Mm-hmm. All right, yep. and it's it's a loop. All right, it's your drag strip out. It's your return lane back. It's your, it's a loop. When your main connection for the power starts to fail, since that sense line is also on your rail, it will start 
to be a path for power to get from the AR to the board. Yeah. The board's just drawing power, and it knows power's on that rail, and it doesn't care how power gets to that rail. Yeah. Well, as that main connection starts to fail, it can start drawing power through this little itty-bitty resistor. <laughs> and then heat becomes the next right, thing. Yeah. Across this line that's supposed to be my feedback line, my return line. Not a feed line. Right. Yeah, it becomes a feed line. Yeah. And then that resistor, which is there just to bleed a little power over or to provide a ground on the ground side for um, – just like for an unplugged startup, now that becomes a source of your power or your ground, and it can't handle it. Yeah. It's it's way underrated. It's not intended to do that. Okay. okay? Yeah. And I, I know this is very difficult to explain in an audio format, as most things are that we do. But there's a link in the show notes, and there's a picture. And it just it shows your lines going out. It shows that they all connect to the same spot. It shows that you've got a little crossover, that little shunt, if you will, provided by the resistor. And then when you look at it and you say, oh, when this fails, my path becomes this. Yeah. And this can't support the current, so it burns up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what do a lot of people do? A lot of people look at all of these individual pieces as flaws or problems and they start bypassing stuff the first thing that was done back in the day by operators is they would take the this the can the wires out of the harness over which the five volt and the ground connected and they would cut it from the back of the the edge connector and then they would solder directly to the ground of the five volt rails right on the board they would completely bypass the edge connector okay and this is what was going on with that centipede that i had that, that i worked on for the folks in gatlinburg some operator or somebody somewhere, some tech along the way had done that. So when we went to take the board out, the board is soldered in the cabinet now. We had to actually cut the wires. Okay. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It was. It, it, it's it's mated to it and, you know, almost semi permanently. All right. The, uh, uh, the other thing that I've seen uh, folks do is they'll get some copper, some kind of copper trace repair material and they'll wrap it over the end of the fingerboard where it's all burned up okay and then they'll just jam the edge connector back on there and then they'll call it good and, and that's not really good because now it's sh- it's it's just a it's just a cheap fix yeah okay yeah, there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons um and then we even fall back to an even more extreme of this sense mod and what that is somebody will take the ar2 board itself and they will hard jumper Mm. with a solid piece of wire that sense line back to the five volt line or the ground sense line back to the main ground line and just take the circuit out of the loop right in effect make it effect make it a parallel path the sense and the and the feed line and become one all become one all become and they're one. all tied together so it can, and they take the resistor and all that completely out of the equation so then at that point there's really no regulation no it's, it's not just, self-regulated it's not self-regulated at all yeah i mean you can set it with the pots but there's no internal adjustment there's, there's no, no internal step up or step down yeah right gotcha gotcha what and and i have done this on several several games 
I've taken all that apart. I've even gotten games with the Sense mod, and I've removed it. I go back to the way Atari did it. Now, Pole Position is its own little beast because it is very, very power-hungry. But in my mind, I look at it as if these games actually survived 20 to 30 years for the most part before this happened. And if you think about it, a lot of the pinballs, they're in the same boat. Mm -hmm. They survived 20 to 30 years before there was enough heat that, say, the GI connector burned out. Okay. Okay? Yeah. I look at it like, you know what? The tires on my car aren't going to last forever. And when I wear the tires out, I'm not going to turn around and put like solid steel discs on it because, you know, those will last a million years. I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to repair it the right way. I'm going to put another set of tires on the car. I'm going to redo the the pins and the connectors on my GI on my pinball. I'm going to rebuild what Atari put in place. Yeah, okay? understood. So in prior episodes, we've covered the fingerboard repair, all right, and how to do that. And there's a tutorial on Bob Roberts' site, and, and we'll put a link in the show notes to the episode where we discuss that. That takes a little work, but it's not difficult. You can knock that out in 10, 15 minutes. You can fix the PCB, even though the fingers are literally burned off of it. You can fix it. Easy to do. Yeah. The harness side. I'll go through and I'll recrimp, I'll repin all power and ground connectors. I won't do the whole harness. I'm not worried about the controls. You know, I'm not worried about anything that's low current. If it's the sense line, if it's the ground line, if it carries any positive or whatever current that it carries, any voltage, I'll repin it so it's got nice new pins to go on my nice new edge connector. Okay? Fair enough, yes. My AR, I'll rebuild the AR because it's out. Why not? Go ahead and recap yeah, it. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, that's, there's not much to them, so you might as well. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you've got one where R29 and R30 have gone... They usually go in a very spectacular manner and burn the board. Uh, like, not just like char it, but I have seen them where there's actually a depression in the board. Okay. So I'll replace those, of course, and I, I do it, I high water them. You know, I don't put them flush to the board. I'll actually leave them up off the board, say, quarter inch or so yeah i just bend the legs down and solder it in yeah and it looks and it looks like um just in looking through the the article that you linked in the show notes that's what they recommend doing as well yeah getting getting that resistor up get 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 some get it air, off the board get yeah. it off the board get some height on it and uh or some, and and get some air underneath of it for lack of a better term i guess if you ever get in a situation again where you have this problem and that resistor becomes the path for the current or the path for the ground and it does burn up again, it's also up off the board. Mm-hmm. So there's less chance of just further damaging the board. Yeah, I got you. Know, you. And, and don't forget, you know, if this thing, those resistors have nice long leads on them. So if it's burned the board and damaged the pads, so what? Yeah. Put it back through the holes, lay the legs over, scrape a little of the trace back, and solder it back in. And, and go again. From from yeah. the board's perspective, it knows no different. Yeah. It might be a little ugly, but it will work just fine. Just fine, yeah. And again, you know, if, if this is something that interests you and you've got some Atari games, you think you're going to have some Atari games, this is very difficult to describe in what is easily 
scene and a picture that's on the link that we're going to provide. Yeah, and you know it's it's interesting because when I look at um, when I look at, at a few of my games, uh, I'm I'm going to have to go back and check because this is something that you probably should do just from a preventive maintenance standpoint to every single one of your Atari to every single one of your AR ones and AR twos. If, no if I get an Atari game that doesn't have uh, any fingerboard damage uh-huh. like I, I'm pretty sure that when I got my battle zone the battle zone was this way and then the centipede or not the centipede the uh, the asteroids was this way the board looked just fine yeah I went through however and I repinned the edge connector for the power and the ground connections just so that I knew they were nice and solid yeah and I of course checked the AR and I rebuilt the AR it, it's to me it's equivalent of doing an oil change yeah this thing I, is I understand these yeah. those particular games what are they 1978 78 79 you know so yeah. you know they're 40 years old whatever <laughs> jeez brent you know Seriously? 35 years old you had yeah to say that didn't yes you? i did and it's just preventative preventative maintenance yeah. i mean it it's it's just part of the routine now of course the pole position that i've got or every pole position that i've ever had I've had to go through and, and run the gambit. I've had to do everything. I've had to do the edge connector. I've had to do the board repair. I've had to do the AR. And in some cases, I've had to undo some stuff. It's well worth doing. Yes. Now, like I said, I don't do the sense mod. I put it back to the way it was designed. And I just make sure everything's up to snuff. I make sure everything's clean and crisp and clear and ready to go everything's within spec and you know knock on wood i'm reaching over here knocking on wood yeah i've not had any any yeah (laughs) there goes the dog here There goes the dog i'm gonna knock on wood too just because (laughs) she thinks somebody's at the door yeah yeah, she does well that'll go on for 20 minutes yeah it's that's pod that's podcast solid gold yeah right there as soon as i did that i knew yeah yeah it's funny that's like i'm gonna get away with it (laughs) no no i'm not it's again it's some very basic stuff i mean this is well if if you can cap a monitor you've got 14 times the skill set needed to address these issues yes definitely it's no big deal and again personally i back it all down i go back to the way it was factory everything's worked great for me now the one caveat there is pole position because that is such a power hungry game a lot of folks do this and i do this as well i will parallel wire the boards okay so if you look on the pole position boards there's test points all around the boards for ground and five volt so i'll go to the far end of the board and i'll i'll if and they're just they're not even just like solder pads they're quarter inch little little connectors and you can take a quarter inch quick disconnect and crimp a wire on it and plug it right into the board you don't even have to solder it yeah okay so i'll pick a couple ground and five volt lines that are across the board and i'll daisy chain together a red wire along the five volt and a black wire around the ground and then i'll have a pigtail hanging off the board and on the end of that i'll put a a a nice molex connector on the harness side i'll pull out let's just talk about the five volt to make make it as least confusing as possible on the harness side i'll pull out the five volt wires I'll cut them, okay. strip them, splice them in an extension, resolder them, cover them all in a heat shrink tube, put a, a matching Molex connector on it, 
Okay. And then now I can connect the (laughs) board. Awesome. Okay. That's the way to go. Right. And then the board isn't soldered into the game. Uh Uh-huh. The board, if I want to take that board out and test somebody else's cabinet with it or test it in another cabinet. Yes, yes, yes. It will, even though it's got that parallel wiring on it, if the other cabinet is up to snuff, I can plug in the edge connector and just leave the Molex connector hanging. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And if I want to test somebody else's board in my game i can do that yeah that that molex connection makes, makes it, it makes it happen makes that, it that's, happen that's almost a that's almost a hashtag pro tip yes brand. there you go yes now here, here's another little pro tip since you've you've got two power supplies in the pole position mm-hmm. and you've got two boards i make sure that when i connect when i put the molexes in i use uh, either a different pin count for either board, even if I've got some dead holes. So you don't, so you don't mix them up, right? Yeah. Or I make sure I alternate the male female side, mm-hmm. so that I don't inadvertently start crossing stuff up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, I've never sat down and thought about it. I'm sure there's an electrical engineer that could tell me, you know, if what what would happen if I've got two power supplies and two boards. And I've started to, you know, I'm sure there's some issue with ground potential. Yeah. If I start doing, you know, like start crossing the, cr- the streams, across so them. to speak. Yeah, exactly. Just for cleanliness, I, I just make sure, I make it idiot, I make it Brent proof. I yeah, make it idiot proof. And I, so yeah. that A matches with A and B matches with B. No, it's good. That's good. So like I said, there's the, there's the sense mod. And it's, again, it's, I did a terrible, terrible disservice in how I described it. Um, but, well, well, it, go check out the link in the show notes because if you actually if you bring that up and then listen to you talk about it, it's it's the perfect companion for reading through that yeah, article. This is, yes. th- there's a there's uh, an article that goes along with this, but there are quite a few pictures and examples of okay, here's a resistor, here's you know one that's burned up, the damage, here's a a very nice succinct snip from the schematics that have these paths highlighted yeah and then kind of that race i don't know if a drag strip was best maybe like an oval race track i think an oval race track yeah where they have that highlighted where they've added in the arrows to show this becomes the path and this is the path yeah yeah it it makes so much more sense so so let let me ask you mm -hmm. why do you think there is so much debate in the community as to why this mod is either good or not good because when i think about what it accomplishes it feels to me like it accomplishes a task and allows the board it allows the game to come back up and potentially not go down but it feels to me like the the negatives of the sense mod out far outweigh the positives of the sense mod and i don't think that I would be one that would want to do the sense mod on my machines. I would probably rather go back and do as you're talking about, just proactively or retroactively address a couple a couple of items either on the harness or on the boards, just just to ensure that that you can keep the sense mod in. To me, that to me the sense mod seems like quote unquote a good. Th- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The sense circuit seems like quote unquote a good thing. Mm-hmm. I would think so. Yes, I think it's two things. One, I think it was. Um, it was just a quick fix. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, somebody looked at it and they're like, well, I'm just going to eliminate this circuit. Yeah. Yeah. This this will only burn out. This will only happen to me once done and gone. Yeah. And the other thing is, is I think that once it kind of got out, 
it just started to be, it started just to snowball and become the well you just do it you know, why wouldn't you do why it why wouldn't you do well, this, it yeah. this this circuit is problematic yeah give the let's, board let's as get much rid as of it. it yeah if the board needs power the board needs power and yeah to me i don't look at it as the circuit being problematic because again it most of these games have lasted 30 plus years with no issues yeah now you yeah. get those edge cases like a pole position where it really exploits a weakness um and the weakness just basically being that if you think about it, it's really the edge connector and the fingerboard and years and years and years of drawing current across that connection. At the end of the day, Atari didn't design these things to last 30 years. They designed them to last two or three years and then they were gone. Yeah. Okay. So I can't fault Atari. Uh, again, like I said, I just think, I think it's a combination of a couple of things. And to me, it was designed it was designed in for a reason. Um, I don't see any compelling re- arguments against against that those reasons. I don't see any compelling arguments for removing it. Yeah, and I don't see it as a problem. I, I, I see it as a problem, it, just like I said earlier. It's as much as a problem as worn out tires on your car. <laughs> you know, fair enough. It's it's fair age. Enough. It just is going to happen potentially and you know at some point in time everything's going to fail is, is kind of what it comes down to yeah, so to I me understand. again to me a little bit of maintenance a little bit of attention and you won't you won't have a problem yeah yeah it goes it goes a long way so you know Inter- there's interesting points there's man. there's the sense points. mod yeah. and why i don't do it and kind of what causes the problem and again you know it's just it's it's a little age and things things are going to happen yeah and everything yeah. Not everything is going to last forever but if you maintain it and if you understand where the potential problems are after 20 25 30 years of use and yeah. you can keep an eye on it yeah well then you can continue to use support way, that equipment use it the right. way it was designed exactly yeah yeah, yeah. well that's good man I, I mean that gives me that gives me a, a good bit more reference and context point on on the sense mod and yeah. I think I will definitely look at my AR1s and AR2s uh, the next time that I'm in my machines and see whether or not that resistor has been lifted up and just just give it a good eye. Just give, look at it, see if it's discolored, like it's been getting warm, uh-huh. and pull the edge connector off and check your power lines and your ground lines, and you'll see, you'll, you'll know... If they're getting warm, because you'll see the discoloration yeah. in uh, in the PCB. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's that, that's good. That's a good point. Well, dude, I tell you what, all of that good knowledge deserves uh, deserves a give back. Okay, and so unfortunately, this month I've only got like one good give back for you in the sense of what we're. I don't know how this is a give on. back because it's my it's my money. I know, I know, but I just uh, you know, man, it's, it's not what you say; it's how you say it. So, <laughs> so Brent, for for spending your money this month, we've only got one item, but it is pretty awesome. Um, if you are a big Nintendo guy and have a Punch Out, uh, this is uh, I'm sorry, a Punch Out, or you want to convert your Punch Out to a Super Punch Out and play SPO inside your inside your punch out cabinet. This is the the holy grail, the missing link that has been uh, largely unobtainium up until this point. 
But the uh, Nintendo Super Punch-Out security board has now been fully reproduced and verified as working. I'll have the thread uh, to Clav in the show notes. And uh, user Maxim Recoil is the gentleman who is responsible for uh, seeing this board reproduction through uh, for on, on a personal level. But what I thought was interesting is as soon as he released the details on, on the board that he... Um, that he uh, reverse engineered and uh, ordered up PCBs and, and then built up and proved that works. Uh, and he had a batch of them, and he was selling, I think, a few of those. But he never intended to to do this or I think offer this service to the community at large. I think he was yeah, I think he was largely doing this for himself, just based upon the the tone of of the thread. He on even cloth. reproduced the little jumper wire. Exactly, he did. Huh. Yeah, he did. But what's interesting is uh, Mike at Mike's Arcade wound up releasing his own version of the uh, of the uh, super punch out security board uh, on on his own on his site uh, roughly or if not close to exactly the same time as uh, maximum recall announced the release or I guess the the verification of his reproduction board so it was funny because it got a little confusing right there at the start but at the end of the day um, this this board has now been reproduced and and it is available for sale at Mike's Arcade. Now, it is a bit pricey. I mean, it's 85 bucks plus whatever shipping is available. Well, what's the Super Punch-Out board cost? Uh, 300 bucks, if not more. Done. Okay, done. That's exactly right. So, uh, some ROM swaps and... I was going to say, is there? I'm sure there's ROM swaps that goes with oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Still. There's, there's ROM swaps uh, you know, for the, for the colors and the palettes and everything like that, but some ROM swaps in this board, and you're pretty much in business, man. So, uh, I have not ordered one of these yet, but I'm going to okay so i'm gonna spend do you your have a money punch out? huh do you have a punch out that i do oh i didn't know that, that. i do yes yes took me a while to uh, track that baby down but i do have a punch out Ooh. and i do not plan on getting rid of it either the punch out is uh is going to be one that i that i keep for a bit so and i'm planning on that anyway did i ever tell you about the the first time which was the first time i played punch out uh-uh. in probably two or three years no, i mean i never uh-huh. i never played it back in the day okay and i had i had walked up to one several years ago and just kind of talking to somebody and stopped i never paid attention to it so i guess technically this was where i was going with this in my mind because technically i guess it was the first time i ever really played punch out which was just a few months ago you got your clock cleaned because i thought i was the other guy <laughs> i didn't realize which guy i was oh i see that's and uh I, yeah you may want to strike that from the show that you release actually <laughs> man you know yeah I, before you hand before I was you hand like, this thing over to me don't 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 include that. i was like Oh, <laughs> I'm the wire form dude. Yes, How about that? Yes, 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 I was totally wrong. Oh, that's hilarious, yeah, man. Yeah, hey, true you story. know what? We we bear we bear all. True, not not all, but true story. We'll throw it on the table. <laughs> but but all right, uh, okay. yeah. But um, anyway, there's um. There's there's the Super Punch Out uh, security board and the expansion security board and I think it's uh, I think this is a very very nice add to uh, you know to the to the spend Brent's money segment because this is something that has been uh, I, I think wanted by the community for so so long because these these security boards just go for crazy money uh when you see them come up for sale on their own so it's uh, it's good so that in a nutshell brent i'm going to pick one up and uh you get off easy this month at 85 bucks and so that's uh, that's a wrap but man it, it, it's a good one i'll say that 
So, Whitney, are we going to do some feedback? I think it's that time, man. Or I see something else in the notes. Is oh, it? you do? Really? What's that? Oh, oh, I was like, real quick. are you forgetting something? Yes, yes, I did. I did. Just a, You're looking at me, and I'm so, like, I don't know. So here, here's the thing. Just uh, before we get into the feedback, yeah, almost almost. I mean, it's a this. huge something. I mean, it's like they're it all big, <laughs> vibrant it, color. It, it is. It is. It's, uh, man, it's. This this is nice because I think this has been a long time coming. But Color DMD announced support for The Walking Dead uh, within the past couple of weeks, and I'm looking at um, looking at a picture of, and you can find this on YouTube. So there, there's nothing secret about this at all. But looking at a picture of uh, of the the Color DMD, and of course there's the, there's uh, the care the, the player character, and he's got like a stick, and he's jabbing it in the zombie's eye through through a you know like a, a chainmail fence, and it's really really awesome but you know something Brent, the more that i have played the walking dead the more i would like to have a walking dead it, it's it is a fun fun game and I, I think it's neat but um if if i had one i would definitely get a color dmd for this but man dude i will say this i'm holding out for either star trek or ghostbusters at this point and i hope ghostbusters gets done because i think star trek is i think star trek will get done i had i'm hoping that ghostbusters gets done I can't imagine Ghostbusters would not get done. Man, I'm telling you, as soon as, yeah, no doubt. What came first? Was it Walking Dead or Star Trek? That's a good question. I'd have to go back I and look. I think it was Star Trek. I think it was Star Trek, actually. And, yeah. And I'm kind of surprised that they have done The Walking Dead, and then I had to think about it. They debuted The Walking Dead, has it been almost three years ago? Mm, prob- because probably close. Let, 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 me, let me look it up. When let we went to Expo, to Pinball Expo, yeah. in Chicago, was right when The Walking Dead was released and the, and the first games were just showing up at that, sh- at that show. Right. So, I think we've missed the last two ep- Expos. So, that puts it at about two and a half years or so. Yeah, three, two and a half to three, so okay. somewhere, somewhere in there. So, you know, let's see. The reason, the, where I'm going with all this is, is um, if there's a code change and it changes the dots, yeah. then they have to update the color DMD code. Yes, they do. So They do. So, here we've got, uh, Star Trek was 2013, and let's see, Walking Dead. So, they... The, you know, they have to kind of be careful when it comes to Stern games because if code's coming out, or if they're, they have to have a, a reasonable feeling that the code is finished. Yeah. And Metallica caught them like this because they had Metallica out. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Stern dropped code some time ago. And boom. And boom. So yeah. the, and it changed dots and they changed had to catch dots. up. Yeah. So uh, Walking Dead uh, Pro came out uh, 2014. And close to the end, the limited edition came out at the end of 2014, and the premium didn't actually hit until 2015. So hmm. that, that's interesting. So, so yes, yeah, so Star Trek came a year before The Walking Dead did. And so, I, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that Star Trek hasn't been released yet. But I, I'm sure some, I'm sure someone's working on it. I hope they are because, man, I'm buying it. I'm buying it in Ghostbusters as soon as they drop. Yeah, dude, I'd like to have a Ghostbusters. I, it would, it would go over well in Ghost. It would complement Ghostbusters really, really well and star trek 
too because the because the color changing LEDs and everything it just it feels like you need it feels like it's needed you know but anyway that's that I, I don't think we'll see Ghostbusters for a well into a year man probably so well because you're you've got a point because the code is still rolling yeah you know so yeah that's that's a, a very valid point but um but anyway nonetheless n- nonetheless um something that you know Brent that has broken as of recent and I I did not want to include it because I didn't really want to go into it but I'll say it just because I think it's worth referencing is uh, hop back on Pinside and it looks like there's been more updates to the whole Predator Kevin Kulik you know email threads around the legal battles and, and everything like oh, that oh yes yeah and, it, and I've also seen on another topic I've also seen um, now some so, weeks ago is it is it gone past this I think some weeks ago I had does this reference back to the the text I sent you where I had someone yep. somewhere had mentioned to me that yeah. there was actual court documents that were up where yeah. Yes. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and, and it's continued on since then oh. continued on since then and I did see on Facebook where some pictures of the uh, John Papaduke uh, magic girl are being uh, being produced and boxed up so it looks like huh. that whole saga is actually hopefully coming to a c- coming to some type of an end I mean at least it's producing machines at this point and now and I admit that i'm on the fringes of that I, honestly i'm on the fringes of both so well, what i what i recall about the john papaduke thing and this is this is coming from listening to other podcasts mainly mm-hmm. the pinball shows mm-hmm. is that is an american pinball basically was the next iteration of john papaduke's kind of legacy and it was some other folks that came in and they brought john in and they were supposed to make good on the magic girl thing uh, the Houdini game was in the mix, but then that ended up being a complete redesign because yes, exactly. there was somehow licensing issues and all that kind of fun stuff. And um, so, no, I haven't heard about the Magic Girl stuff being boxed up. Yeah, yeah. I saw there were some pictures floating around on Facebook of I have to go look of, for those of, of uh, finished games that are making it making into into boxes for shipment to somewhere, whether it's distributor in use. Uh, who knows? I, I don't know. Does, but it looks I, like it's happening. I have no horse in this race. Yeah. Or to follow on the prior theme, I have no car in in the drag race. Yeah, definitely. But in my mind the first thing that springs to my mind is is that whoever gets these games what kind of game are they going to get i don't know and what's the support angle on the game well i'm thinking is this going to be the equivalent of one of those little zizzle games but just in a big box just because all right we we said we're going to check the box Uh we're going to we shipped it we're going to we're going to make good on this yeah well what is this i don't you know i I don't i don't know i I don't think anybody wins in this i think it's a bad situation all the way around i I do too because if you think about it it's like okay maybe it ships and maybe you get a complete game but do you get code updates do you have any type of recourse for support do you have any i mean i don't know i mean how how does all of this work on these uh, you know on these kind of dark horse uh, titles like this that that seem to take a Herculean effort of years and diff- and and rights and and uh, you know financing changing hands so many times it's like by the time it's all said and done yeah you you have what you have but you don't have anything other than that at and least, how good and least, how good is that I, I mean well to me it's not good at all because at least with Stern or Jersey Jack or Spooky or somebody like that you you know who's standing behind the games mm-hmm. whether you like them or not or whether you have a problem or not 
you've got some you've got a way to reach out to somebody and you know they're going to answer the phone yeah okay now, yes maybe you're, you, you're even thinking farther down the road than me i'm thinking and this is going to sound terrible the way it, it's going to come out but technically you and this is going to sound really bad technically you and i could build a pinball we could we could get a box and we could order all the pop bumper assemblies and all the flipper assemblies and then a selection of mechs that were used in other games from some from some or multiple suppliers and i'm sure we could come up with some kind of art package and and we could technically we could put a p-rock in it and technically we could make that thing flip ball, a ball and do something do something and yes my fear wouldn't be, wouldn't be any good no but yeah, no it would be yeah. it'd be horrific it'd be horrific i, I but, don't even i don't even know if we could get a wooden box straight enough to slide a piece of glass in it but <laughs> it's I, episode 52 yeah 52 yeah. the first thing i think of is just like what these people that have spent this money and um they're going to get the game mm-hmm. or their game yeah but what what do they get what are they get i don't know i mean just for, from day one yeah it, and, and i i know the promise of john papaduke is is huge and i get that i get that i really really do and and i'll say this brent the pictures of magic girl that i've seen man oh man oh, so that, is it pretty uh, okay oh my gosh it lives up to well, the, the hype from 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 a aesthetic perspective okay now does that mean that half the game won't fly apart on you as you're as you're playing it for the fourth time or does that mean that the fit and finish is any good at all no no doesn't mean that at all does it mean that it went under any kind of qa or that it has any type of of advanced engineering in it no Mm-mm. no it doesn't mean a thing but it is pretty I'll get that. And it feels to me like it's been sold on how it looks, not on what it actually is or what it should be. So who who knows? Maybe I'm just talking out of my head. Maybe I am. I I don't know, but we'll see. Well, this whole topic escalated quickly. Yeah. Boy, I tell you, man, it gets passionate fast, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? I mean, super fast. I can't imagine... Uh, how passionate I would be if I had money in it. Yeah, you know, we, we got no money. We just we we've got no money in it. We just sit here and watch. I know no one personally that has any money in Magic Girl. The closest uh-uh. that I come is uh, Rod over at Pinheads. You know, Pinhead spelled with, yeah, oh, yeah. with a Z. With a, with, with a Z. Yes. No Z. <laughs> Z. With okay. a Z. Z. Um, Listen to you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Brent. Oh, yeah, yeah, Brent. Yeah, that's Zed. how you say it. Zed. Zed. Jeez. <laughs> I don't understand that. It's not Ed for A. It's not bed for B. But Z is Zed. Yeah, dude, it's, I don't it's know. one of those things. Like, I don't know. Like when, when we're over in the UK, you don't second guess the people's recommendations on restaurants. You say it like they say it. You eat what they say to eat, oh. and you go where they say to go. Yep. So it's out. It's out. Nonetheless, nonetheless, I, know, I know. I don't know Rod personally, but yeah. we we have had some interaction with Rod and the guys, kind of in the the little community of folks that do shows. Yeah, and I know Rod's got money or had money into it, uh-huh. and it just. I hope he gets. I, I hope he gets what he's what he's due. And it just, it, and then the whole thing. And this isn't Jersey Jack's issue. I don't want to stir stir this up. So I'll, I'll clearly state. Speaking of Australia, this was not Jack, but there was a distributor in Australia that took a lot of people's money for Wizard of Oz. Uh huh. And it's just, 
man and, and there you are yeah it seems like a dicey it seems like a dicey hobby from from that perspective i mean it's kind of a, a roll of the dice on some of these titles and and here we go um I, i'll toss it in just because i'm such a fan of the theme but it's it's the whole big lebowski you know where 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 does that actually end well as it had been envisioned from where it started mm-hmm. you know i i it, will people get their games people no, get they're shipping games? yeah no yeah, they're shipping. yeah exactly they are but man what a bloodletting that entire process yeah. was i mean it literally it's almost like you pulled a tire through a thimble you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it, by the time that by the time that the tire pops out the pops out the edge of the thimble is is it still a tire yes is it the tire you wanted uh, maybe is it the tire you got oh yeah and trust me it's what you got well you talk about quality and support tommy on the slipping podcast he works with um dan st john uh-huh. in Indi- lafayette indiana and i met dan was it last year or two years ago at Expo? Because he okay. actually, if folks, long-time listeners... At the Louisville Arcade Expo? Yeah. Oh, okay. Folks may... And I I Maybe may I'm have actually... I just don't remember. I'm sorry. Dan, I may have actually met Tommy. I, I don't know, because Dan had some folks with him. Dan was down here, and I had a couple Space Invader Deluxes, mm-hmm. and Dan actually bought one. And, and I mentioned to uh, I mentioned it to you, and I mentioned on the yeah. show way yeah, back then. Yeah, definitely. And... I had his card and we talked about the arcade and I was like, man, he's a great guy to work with. I had problems with the board. He took it, didn't question me. Um, let me ship him the board. He trust, you know, that's a lot of trust to put in somebody you've never met. Yeah, true. And, uh, he was just easy to work with. And we talked about his, his arcade that's there in Indiana. And, um, anyway, Tommy has mentioned that they have gotten a big Lebowski and he said, you know, basically it come out of the box broke. It had a period of time when it worked, and then it just it just went to pot. Mm, it was done, man. And then it was sitting there, brand new game. They had some plans for it for like uh, an event, and they had to uh, scurry around and substitute another piece of equipment. And they were waiting on parts to come from overseas. Yeah, yeah. So, so what do you do? I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, you're you're stuck. I mean, did you get the dream theme? Yeah, you got the dream theme, but it, it to some degree, it, it just feels like you're you're kind of on an island, I guess, with uh, with with your purchase. I don't know. All right. Well, let's talk about happier things. Yes, you? definitely, definitely. So, man, uh, we've got feedback for episode fifty, and uh, and it's quite a bit of it, but. Before we get into that, we do have a couple of emails, and uh, the first one is definitely an episode uh, 50 feedback. It, it was good, but this this is uh, from listener Nick uh, Belog, and it's it's interesting on this because Nick writes in and he says the following. He says, hi guys, really love the podcast and happy 50th episode. I was listening to your most recent and noticed that you had mentioned pinball stocks going down at some vendors. It's uh, it, it, That's an interesting point, Brent. Because, an actual pinballs. Uh, yeah, pinballs. Yeah. And I have made note to purposely shop Marco and Pinball Life and some others just just kind of watching for this now as, as I'm looking for other things. Has it continued on? Uh, yeah, he goes, are you able to... No, re- no, has the shortage continued not on? Not that I've seen. Okay. Not that okay. I've seen. But uh, but I've just been mostly shopping for some stuff at Marco and they've, they've, got the, they've got them in stock. So I'm going to go to Pinball Life because remember last show we looked and they weren't on the side. Go yeah, ahead, exactly. keep reading. Okay, so, so Nick goes on and he writes, are you able to revitalize pinballs by putting them through a round in a media tumbler i'm gonna say short answer to that 
No. Okay. So you can polish them, but you can't fix them. How about that? He goes, I don't necessarily own a tumbler, so I haven't had an opportunity to give it a shot. Let me know if you've tried this or know why it would be uh, a, a, a catastrophically bad idea. Thanks, Nick. As with it, most things we do, they yes. are catastrophically bad ideas. <laughs> yes, definitely. But here's the thing, Nick. The reason I say uncategorically no is because if a pinball develops a nick in it mm-hmm. or it develops some type of physical damage, you can't... I I mean, you can't take uh, crushed walnut and corn cob and fix that pinball, no matter how many times it, uh, no matter how long it stays in the tumbler or anything. No. Nope. What you can do is you can shine them up to where they look nice and pretty. You can do that, but as and, far and as physical change, no. And that nick, that, yeah. that physical nick, it'll mm-hmm. shine that nick up beautiful. Yeah, it will. It will. And then you put it right back in your machine, and all you're doing is just rolling, pushing a knife uh, across your play field is what you're doing. So, Nick, thank you for well, the email. Funny enough that he br- brought that up yeah. because. I'd mentioned working on the F-14. I Before I toss everything in the tumbler, I grabbed the pinballs that came in the machine. I'm like, I might throw them in here just to see. Yeah. And I looked at one of them very closely. Uh-huh. And, I'm, and right off the bat, I could see... A, cu- a couple serious nicks yeah in the and i'm like there's not there's i'm just going to end up with shiny damage balls shiny damage balls that's exactly right so that it's like, might it's, be a show title <laughs> <laughs> so so that well, was scrolling to the top of the might, notes might not be bad you yeah you write that down but no nick thank you for writing in uh thank you for the good word on the show but uh outside of that buddy uh your best bet is just maintain a stock of good pinballs and you just swap them out and don't even worry don't even think back i personally i don't even think it's worth the time otherwise yeah i didn't even throw i, I took the ones that i had and i've got a little bin off to the side yeah if i need a ball like to test something uh, i just threw them in there and just throw them uh, in yeah there they, just, they don't go back in a game no for, no no for no, real no for real not not at all so so that's that uh second email uh this is from steven and brent this is directed towards you and if you want to get back in touch with steven we'll we'll make that happen but the message is um Hey guys, F14 Tomcat was one of my personal favorite pins back in the day, and I'm curious how much you will be asking for your restored F14 Tomcat. Perhaps I can save you from carting it to the Louisville Arcade Expo, although it would need to be shipped to Southern California. <laughs> so uh, I can't imagine that there's not. I can right now uh-huh. lay my hands on three F14s. Okay, gotcha. I can't imagine, Stephen, that you don't have F14s like falling from the sky. So, so what I'm going to do, Brent, is I, I'm going to reply back to Stephen. I'll carbon you in on this. And if you and Steven decide to work a deal, then more power to the both of you. All right. So okay. <laughs> we'll, 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 see, we'll see where that goes. My, my advice there, Stephen, regardless of what happens, is just look around. Cause, find one. Yeah. Find I, one local. I know a yeah. local collector here that, that's had one not too long ago. So within, within the past six months, uh, I have known where four were. Huh, really? And, and I could get to all four of them within 15 or 20 minutes. Interesting. Today. Yeah. Today. To, to, today, I only know where three are. I yeah. think one of them was, was sold on. Okay. Gotcha. But yeah. Today, gotcha. right now, I can take you to two of them in the same place. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So, all right. Well, good, good deal. Yeah, they're, good I'd deal. say they're relatively common. Yeah, I, I would I would say I would say so as well. Or they've all migrated to Kentucky. <laughs> well, that very well could be the case. Very well could be the case. Um, but yeah, Brent, so we've got some uh, we've got some feedback from Facebook and we've got some feedback from uh, from 
Twitter. I mean, it just it just goes on. It just goes on and on and on. So, I'll tell you what. Why don't we uh, Why don't we roll into it? And um, <laughs> there, there's one, Brent. I, I need to. It's from Troy Gibbs, and I realized that I didn't expand the comment, yeah. so I need to do that. So why don't you take uh, Sean O'Shea's and, and roll through that, and I'll go get Troy's because I read Troy's and Troy's. We we want to make sure we. Yeah, get Yeah, and all I was it. trying so to it, remember the comment there too that how that tied in, but we'll, we'll get back to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh, from Sean O'Shea, and no, notice I no longer say friend of the show. From Sean O'Shea. <laughs> Poor Sean. Oh, just like he's just butting in. Oh, yeah. and regarding the post, 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 do I have that right? Post, yeah. post, post show. Yes. Let's see, blooper reel, Star Wars review, then, then this. Yeah, that's right. Sounds like the podcast needs an unofficial, unpaid production assistant. <laughs> oh, apparently, that was to backfill for for a potential loss of the show. <laughs> Where could we get one of those? Yeah, exactly. Where does that person you know, come out at? And just you know, Sean, honestly, if we could get somebody, just as you say, to get me my smoothies, we'd be good. Say, I just say it would be done, huh? Yeah. Have, have you ever seen Fast and Loud, the TV show that's on Discovery? No, I have not. Well. I, I, without getting too far into it, um, it, it, it is modern real, scripted reality television. Okay. The only thing that I enjoy out of it is at the end of the day, just the cars that they produce are pretty cool. Oh, okay. But the kind of the main character, if you will, the owner of the shop, he he will he has a beer assistant. Now you never see the beer assistant, but that's part of his shtick. Yeah. And he'll just he'll hold his hand out, and, and then, then a beer comes a out. A hand will come off frame and hand him a beer. Awesome! You know, I love that. I need I, a, I need that. I need a smoothie assistant. A smoothie assistant. I need a smoothie yeah. assistant. Well, yes. you keep shopping, Bucko. So yeah, I'm sure you'll find one at some point. Sh- you know? Sean was also memeing the crap out of me too. Yes. Uh, uh, Ziggy was. I thought it was. I thought it was. Oh, so it was hilarious. Ziggy was, so was. Ziggy the clown was was a point of contention, if you will. So here's a picture of one of the Ziggy uh, capsule dispensers. This is not my Ziggy. That's the that's the Cadillac Ziggy. Oh, I've kinda, I see. I've kind of got like the Chevrolet Ziggy that's all manual. This is the fully electric Cadillac Ziggy here, but it's the same clown. Yeah, and it just says Sean overlaid it with Soul dispenser. <laughs> Insert twenty five cents. Souls, courtesy Ziggy the Clown. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that awesome? He does look like he would steal your soul, oh, doesn't yeah. he? he? And sell them for there, a quarter. There is, there is no, there is no doubt about it. Um, you go back up to Troy. Yeah, I'm gonna loop back up to Troy. And Troy, Troy Gibbs. He he writes in. He says, "Hey guys, congratulates." Uh, I'm sorry. Let me rewind that. Congrats on the 50th episode, guys. I just uh, finally finished listening. Uh, I have to listen in bits, but I do like the long format. Someone might have pointed this out already. But Alex Trebek was, in fact, in the Starcade pilot episode when it was picked up nationwide. That was the only episode he did, but he was in there. And so Troy's responding, I think, to my comment. I, you and I were talking about, was Alex Trebek ever in Starcade? And I think I said he was not because I was remembering the much older, uh, the much older uh Hosts that were on Starcade, quote unquote, back in the day. I, I personally never remember Alex Trebek at all, so I, I stand corrected on that. Uh, will be interesting to see if the series is rebooted, but. Um 
It might kill the nostalgia of the show. If they do, I think it would be better to have folks our age in it who grew up in the golden era of arcades. And I, Troy's got a point because watching a bunch of millennials or you know twenty twenty something people get up and play, I guess Defender or Joust or Battlezone or Burger Time or whatever, eh, it just uh, if they have no contextual reference mm-hmm. to it, it just it, it won't be compelling. So yeah, I guess it's kind of kind of um it'll be interesting to see a bunch of uh, a bunch of you know 30 and 40 ish and 50 year old people play but not, to me i would much rather see people who had context play you know because they're, they're honestly they're probably gonna have better skills they're gonna be so, more fun to watch so i just googled starcade mm-hmm. and just straight up starcade and then clicked images and there is an alex trebek picture in here huh it, I vaguely remember watching this back in the day yeah see i, I just vaguely. never knew that I, so like i say i stand corrected on that and the this is to me the the first thing that leapt out is this is an example of adults not getting the kids culture yeah because the there's i see a couple different hosts and honestly i don't know if all these are starcade but they're all similar where it's arcades and it's like a like a like a, a game show host yeah so they may have had rotated a couple hosts but nonetheless the it looks like Richard Dawson. I mean, yeah. he's in a suit. He's yeah, got a tie. Exactly. He's, you know, and here they are trying to appeal to this younger generation, and they got a guy on there that looks like he's doing the nightly news. Well, in, in uh, you know, in the IT in, in IT lingo, it almost feels like uh, somebody from from IBM walks into a start to a Silicon Valley startup. You yeah. know, I mean, you've got a, a very stuffy shirt, walks right in, and then there you are in Silicon Valley, and it, it's just, it's almost like a, a class of cultures mm-hmm. so to speak but yep. anyway there it, it's a game show so it has to be treated that way uh, we got another one here in Brent. That I thought <laughs> I this was funny. This. this is from listener uh, Hans uh, Hans Adelman, and Hans writes in. He says, uh, uh, "By the way, Gnawbone is twenty minutes from me." And Brent, as soon as I read that, I started to laugh out loud. Uh, great pork tenderloin sandwiches at the Gnawbone gas station. Uh, also, great wine at the Brown County Winery, and amazing whiskey and bourbon at the Bear Wallow Distillery. You should come back up and visit. The the South Central Hacks crew, those tenderloins have nationwide television recognition. And so we went on to have a discussion about the sandwich. And I, I Hans, I am definitely looking forward to going to Gnawbone. I want to go and see that So and, and, uh, and I'm, drink some of the bourbon and the whiskey and uh, take in the pork tenderloin sandwich. I'm all up, dude. I'm wondering if what we should do is work with the it's, Hacks it's, it's people. It's hilarious, man. And then maybe we should have like a yearly gathering in Gnawbone and yes. turn it into the arcade capital. It's kind of like a Ottumwa, uh, Iowa. No, is I was it? well. There's that. Yeah, I was thinking of what's that little town where they do the big motorcycle thing every year? Oh, Sturgis. Sturgis. Yes, it's like Sturgis is out in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. And absolutely a, nowhere. Then a half a bajillion people come in with motorcycles. Yeah, and it's it's just like they converge at Sturgis, do their deal, and then completely leave again. And there's no infa- there's no infrastructure, so it's like uh, it's a billion arcade people sleeping in tents in the back of yes, cars. It, exactly. But yeah, no. Bone. So, Brent, <laughs> who knew? But obviously, Hans is on it. And uh, Hans, I'm sure we'll see you at Louisville Arcade Expo. We need to make some plans, buddy. That's all I know to say. O'Shea, he memed me again. What was the robot K2SO? K2SO, from, yes. From 
uh, Rogue One, and uh-huh. it's K two S O, and it's got my, it's got that U wing, the the fighter uh, light like yeah. troop carrier in the background yeah. that I just really dig. Yeah, but completely blown up. Yeah, and it's just like uh, the meme is, I'm a droid, not a robot. Then it says in little print, not that you would know the difference. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, and I laughed I laughed out loud at that. It was it, it was good. Sean goes on and he says, I uh, comments, he says, Mammoth episode almost complete. One more commute to put this one to bed. Currently in the Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh I mean Rogue One review. I think I'm clocking in at six commutes. Hashtag one X worthy. So thank you, Sean, for keeping it one X worthy. We certainly do appreciate that. So Nick wrote in as well, uh, Nick Baldridge. Birds. Gosh, Brent. I don't, I don't worse, know where, than, worse than a house full of cats. I don't dude. know I'm where he gets you. all these birds. Yeah, They're no everywhere. I, I, Brent, it, that it, one swooped a little too close, dude. Stop. You know, that I've kept kept an eye on that one. Yes, he's I know. got my number. He does. He's, he's like man. evil. I'm trying to bat him away, but man, they I mean, out of nowhere, there's the birds. Nick and his trained attack pi- carrier pigeon birds. <laughs> yes, definitely. And Nick just said congratulations on your golden episode. Yes. Yeah. It's it's awesome, Nick. Thank you. And listener and friend of the show, Steve Rich. Congrats on fifty guys. So yeah, that that was that was awesome. So Facebook was rolling. But but I'm telling you what, man, Twitter Twitter's where is where it got hilarious, man. <laughs> So, it's it's where it got hilarious. I caught this earlier yeah. as I was like skimming through the show notes, and it's David Corrigan, organizer of the Grand Old Game Room Expo yeah, oh, in Nashville, yeah. Tennessee. Great, great, great guy. Great. And guy. Uh, David said, "It's a slow day at work. I sure could use a new four-hour episode of the Broken Token Podcast." <laughs> yeah. And I responded back to him, and I don't have the I don't have the entire chain here, but I said this was like a day or two before we released uh, before we released um, episode fifty. Oh. Oh, so. and, I, and I'm like, just wait, just say, we're getting ready to break your back, you know, or something like that. And then he responds and he goes, uh, broken token, the Peter Jackson of podcasting. And I'm like, that's, that's actually very fitting when you think about it. So it works out. Supersonic brewing. Uh, at Broken Token, this episode is so big. I think my phone weighs more after downloading it. Yeah, <laughs> big five o, big five o, and then and he tweets a picture and he says, "And I couldn't be happier." And it's it's a shot of his iPhone saying, "Your storage is almost full." <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious, man. I, I I got a got a very very good chuckle at that. Mike Martin got in on it because it looks like he. Uh, 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 tweeted at us and at Supersonic Brew. Yeah. 350 plus Meg. Now that is epic. Epic, yeah. And John Davies, uh, Dark Cat once his six-hour podcast worth the wait. Now, now get... Now, so thank you, John. Thank you, Mike. Now, now get what Mike <laughs> says next. I mean, I'm sitting here and, and, and as soon as I Mike's saw that got, popped up, I mean, I like I like favorited that and I'm sitting there thinking... He's it's got like, problems. I, I, and I'm like, you know, I know this is a compliment. I know it's a compliment, <laughs> but when I read it i was like i don't this know. is nightmare food yeah it's like yes it's nightmare food that's a great way to say it so yeah so what did he say what do you say brent i fell asleep last night <laughs> while listening 
and woke up woke up this a.m. to the sound of Whitney and Prince still still talking. talking. So not only the the poor guy does an entire sleep cycle and he's still not done with the show. You know, and I'm like, uh, wow. Have you seen Doctor Strange? Oh, yeah. I wonder if Mike Martin was doing that Doctor Strange thing where his physical body was asleep, but his spirit was actually still listening and studying. Yeah, the astral projection had had the iPhone going and that's that's what you got. So, yeah, that that was hilarious. Uh, let's see. Um, so Sean O'Shea, he goes, uh, he goes now, he goes, that I have a hard time believing. He said, telling me in 6.5 hours there wasn't half hour of a blooper reel somewhere. <laughs> and so that was in response to uh, to us. We thought, we thought, and Sean corrected me, but I, I have to go back and look at this. Sean's saying we had a seven-hour episode. I thought that six and a half for episode 50 was a record, but he he's saying, no, he goes, you guys missed it by 30 minutes because you had a seven-hour episode. And I'm like, whoa okay so i'm gonna have to go back and look at that but i anyway i did tell him i'm like uh i, I said hashtag we will try harder sean, so sean two words yes challenge accepted <laughs> exactly we'll do it we'll do it oh my gosh yeah and so he, he did go on he said he goes what do you mean he says you couldn't have gone on for another 35 or 40 <laughs> minutes and broken the record uh, who remembers the mammoth seven hour episode <laughs> Unfortunately, I think there's only about three people that remember that. So, and, and the hosts of the show are not two of them. No. Yeah. David Corrigan got back in again. And he said, "I think I dozed. I think I dozed off somewhere around DOS partition. Oh, Some touche, Mr. And I'm back on it. Some caffeine, and I'm back on it. Episode fifty. So, a round of a hearty round of applause to David Corrigan, no doubt. Now, look at this. This this is good, Brent. This is good. So, Peter came in. Sweden says, never shorten. You should print t-shirts with your logo and a play button in the number 631.18 under it. Epic. That is awesome. Isn't that awesome? Uh, David Paul. Yes. Yes, definitely. We need to get with David Paul. But you know, I love that. Never shorten. And, you know, Brent, it's funny because it, it comes back time and time again. People say, don't shorten the show. We love the show the way it is. So, you know, here's, yeah. here's a self-serving comment. You know, if you'd like new shirts from us, buy the old shirts. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we need we need to run through the tub. We yeah, got. we got to yeah. run through the tub. So if you see us at a little arcade expo, <laughs> yeah, yeah, get buy get, a shirt, yeah. buy one for the dog, wash yeah. your car with it. Exactly, buy one for each hand. How you about know, that? Trust, Walk around and shake them with an angry fist. And uh, then we can, because uh, we've got some awesome David Paul art that we'd like to put out, and that's yeah. a great idea too. It is, it is. I, I think we we've actually got like three or four good shirt designs in queue. It's more so about we need to we need to roll through the stock we got from a from a dollars and cents perspective but anyway nonetheless there, there's some stuff we can do i don't know maybe we should do a teespring offering i, I don't i don't know we'll, we'll sort that out 2017 is 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 a good year to to knock a few of those things out uh we're back to sean o'shea again he seemed to like free dos he oh, said free yeah. dos is good stuff been using it for years especially for bios and i don't know what the fw flashing is uh, firmware oh yeah. i was thinking firewall yeah bios and firmware flashing yep. okay yeah. so this next one is from uh trackballer and i'm going to i'm I, I need to read this in reverse order so this is this is funny so he goes he goes that broken token he goes i'm a bigger fan of the recuts than the original and he's quoting 
me is what he's doing because I know I said that statement. And then he he has a meme of Luke Skywalker hanging you know hanging inside the the, the Death Star innards going. No, that's no. Uh, uh, that's Cloud City. That's oh. Bespin when oh, Vader that's cuts right. his hand. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It is Cloud City. It's after he falls. Give me. Th- it's get, after he falls through. Give me your it? nerd card. Yeah, I need to cash that back. I need your My nerd bad. card. Yeah, but he's sitting there going. No. <laughs> like that and uh and then he see he comes back and he says it's all good just having a little fun with it thanks for another great week of drive time entertainment obviously i need to watch uh need to watch the first three over again so anyway and by the first three you mean the good three the good three <laughs> yes. yes yeah not the chronological i'm starting three. to get on the bash episode one through three bandwagon yeah, and i never it, was on that well <laughs> If you go back and look at them or watch them, man, they don't really hold a lot of water, to be quite honest with you. You know, I I don't know if I've said it on the show, but I've seen uh, four, five, and six, I don't know how many times. Yeah. And they will draw me in if they're on. But I don't think I've seen one, two, and three end to end more than once Once, each. Yeah, yeah, twice. Yeah, I'd have to go back and watch them to see. Because I'm not even even sure I can tell you what events happened in which one at this point. Yeah, no, no, no. I I understand. I understand. But if you haven't seen them in a while, and I've not seen four, five, and six in in a while, too, it's it's like you do. You kind of forget stuff, you know, so. And look at this. Look at this last tweet from Sean O'Shea. I'm kind of liking, I don't know if he's, this is where he's going, but I'm thinking we should do a complete episode themed upon clowns. Yeah. And Sean mentions in this tweet. You're doing that one on you. Let's get a list started. The entire Mr. Do series, uh, Snacks and Jackson, Mm -hmm. Alvin G. Punchy the Clown, and Zachariah Clown uh, Pinball. Ziggy. For Ziggy. Ziggy. So, anyway, Brent, that's uh, that's uh, some of the very, very, very much appreciated feedback on episode fifty. Some great discussions, some some laughs, and some chuckles for sure. Uh, thank you, everybody who takes the time to uh, comment on the show, either uh, Twitter or Facebook. It's uh, we or email either uh, any one of the three. We we love it. We love it. So, Brent, with that, fifty one is done. How about that? I don't know, Whitney. I have mixed feelings. <laughs> was, I it don't a, know. was it a tough one for you, buddy? No, no. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm just, I'm just hoping that it just ends out, uh, ends, ends a little cleaner. No, it's. I, I tell you what time it is, Brent. It's, uh, <laughs> it's good. It's going to end just fine, right? <laughs> A revenge berry, a revenge berry. Um, <laughs> that revenge, revenge berry. berry smoothie tastes awesome. And guess what, Brent? It's still cold. <laughs> and I think it's about time for Whitney to go get another. Oh. Is what it is. Yes. You gonna get me one? <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, Brent, I'll get you one. Dude. I want no my worries. steaks back. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. You well, can, listen, we thank everybody for listening, and uh, we certainly do appreciate it. And uh, Brent, where can we be found, man? Where, where, where are people going to get us? We can be found on the Throwback Network. Yep. That's www.throwbacknetwork.net. Of course, we're out on iTunes, and uh, kind of in the vein of the feedback, please leave us a review and yeah, rate the podcast. Yeah, we, we've, not had an, we've not had an iTunes review in, in, a, in a while. And I look at other podcasts, too, and it, it goes in spurts man i mean there's no rhyme or reason reason to i think the reviews it's just when i think it's just whenever somebody remembers to do it but i mean we could uh we, we would certainly appreciate a, a couple more reviews on on the itunes store if you don't mind that'd be yeah, great there, again we mentioned there's nothing in it directly for us other yeah. than it just it helps us get a little bit more noticed 
and bubbles us up, I'm assuming, to the top of their search engine. Yeah, so. it, it does. I mean, it just helps from a relevance standpoint because when you're searching, uh, that's one of the items that you can search on. And, and I mean, the reviews we've got are great. It's just that it, it's just, it'd be nice to, to have a few more that were a little more current. Yeah. So, anyway. You can put out a bunch of content, but if there's no one talking about that content, then, yeah, then yeah. they're not going to drive. And, and I'm not sure that iTunes is, is the end-all, be-all, but, uh, but it is where a significant portion of our downloads come from. And so, uh, like I say, it's, it'd just be good if we could, if we get a, another couple, you take a couple minutes and do that. That would be awesome. Much appreciated. Whitney will buy you a smoothie. Oh uh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. One for every star. One, one for every star. Yeah, exactly, man. Smoothie so sure is we good. can also be found on Stitcher Radio. Yep. Xbox yeah. Music and the Google Play Store. And the Google Play Store. And uh, we're all over your ears on uh, social media, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash broken token, Twitter at broken token, and the website brokentoken.com. And uh, with that, Brent, I think 51 is a wrap, buddy. Yes, it is. Yeah. Check us out. Look for us at Louisville Arcade Expo. If you're going to make it here into Louisville, don't forget the MixLR stream. Check yeah. our Twitter and our Facebook for the links. And you don't even have to, if you're out for a run, if you're out for a drive, if you're just listening to us and you're away from a PC, all that information is going to be on all of our social media outlets. And I'm, I'm sure Whitney will go ahead and we'll put a link up on uh, cloth and probably pin side as well. Yeah. 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 We, we need to do that. So get that done here within the next couple of weeks. So you will sure be able done. to find us coming up um, one way or the other, one way or the other. Give us a listen. We yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. We appreciate it. Thanks everybody. Keep your quarters clean and game on. Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broken Token and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britton and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes Store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes Store and on our Stitcher Radio page, as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Litzy. And that's me. <laughs> Music for the Broken Token Podcast, graciously provided by Hacy Dixie. Head over to their website at www.hayseed-dixie.com for videos, tour dates, merchandise, and to purchase music. We may have to run it this twice, but we'll see. You good? You need to write that down in your notebook. And uh, you've got all those computers sitting around you, Brent, but get your pencil and your paper and make a note of that, okay? <laughs> I've got a pen, Whitney. Oh, a pen. Oh, you've upgraded. <laughs> I know what to get you for Christmas. Hold on, I got to quit laughing. <laughs> <laughs>
else. I gotta be serious. 